All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. I have my man, Sean Farish, from the Long Island Loud Majority. My man, Sean, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. True patriot. So it's, love having patriots on the show. Love all about it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you from Long Island originally? I'm from Long Island originally. I've been stuck here all the time. Uh, stuck in traffic all the time. Potholes my whole life. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's cool. You know, we got beaches. We got a good hockey team. The New York Islanders, those are my boys. But uh, yeah, I've been here my whole life. So, um, you know, I, 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 I it's a love-hate relationship. I, I hate driving home from work sometimes, getting stuck in the traffic, seeing all the people on the road. But at the same time, I know that where there's a, a lot of folks, there's a lot of like-minded folks. There's a lot of way to reach people. There's a lot of way to kind of start things and build momentum. So um, it's exciting. It's cool to be here in Long Island, it's a it's a bit of a, a, a red area in, a, in an otherwise blue state. Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Kind of a sanctuary for in, in a way, and that may be not the best word to use because we don't like sanctuary cities, but um, kind of a, a safe haven in a way for conservatives. There's some people and pockets of, of folks out here that we could really get along with and uh, and start something with, and that's kind of how how we were born. So, what do you do besides being a patriot? Besides starting the Long Island majority, tell us what you do. I do sales. Uh, I sell paint. <laughs> it's not fun, but um, my customers, a lot of my customers, a lot of my contractors are conservatives too. You know, they're they're just the hardworking blue collar guys and gals. So uh, when this whole thing kicked off, <laughs> a lot of them were like, "Wait a second, they'll start calling me." They're like, "Did I just like see you on News 12?" And I was like. Uh, was I wearing a pirate hat? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, it was, it was me. <laughs> so yeah. So um, so fun. tell us, tell us how this whole thing started. You know, we had Trump in 2016, and uh, you know, did did you start Long Island Majority before then? Did you have it because of Trump? Tell us how this whole thing originated. So Long Majority started. It's it's literally only seven seven months old. It's like it's still an infant. It's still it's still. Uh, it's still growing. There's there's a lot that went on, but it basically started. Uh, I was I went to a boat parade back in August um, at, at Shinnecock Inlet. I drove down there. I'm from West Babylon. I was like, ah, I want to go see one of these things. I kept hearing about them. Everyone was posting pictures. They looked so cool. I have a drone, so I wanted to go fly it over there, get some footage and whatever, and just kind of like my my goal going down to that boat parade was I'm going to get footage of all these boats. And then kind of say, hey, look, there's a silent majority out there. They're all hanging out on boats. You know what I mean? So I went down and I parked at this spot. I shouldn't have cocked in. It was free park. And, uh, and it was right next to a Coast Guard station. So I was like, I don't know if I should fly the drone here, but whatever. If they shoot it down, they shoot it down. But I, I wound up uh, flying it out there. But I parked my truck. There were all these other people parked there. And I said, wow, um, I wonder what they're here for. I didn't want to walk up to all of these random people and uh, and 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 ask them, "Are you here to watch the Trump boat parade?" Because I don't know who these folks are. I don't know, you know, if if they're like-minded or not. And if you say you like Trump to the wrong person, you know, sometimes bad things happen. That's unfortunately the society these days. They call about they talk about tolerance. Meanwhile, you say you're a Trump supporter, and then all of a sudden tolerance is out the window. How do you feel about that? Like, how does that make you feel that you can't go around and, you know, here you are, though, Long Island, a loud majority. I don't know if you wear MAGA stuff. All the time. Or Trump and everything. So, but do you do that now with pride, or did you ever do that at first and get a little nervous about it? Tell me about that. Well, when the when the pandemic, you know, when they, when they started with the masks, I said, okay, you want me to wear a mask? I'm going to wear one that says Trump. Can't ask me to take it off. Yeah. It's the perfect way to get under these people's skin. So I was walking through... 
stop and shop. And and I had the Trump Pence mask on, and this this lady just lost it. What do you think? This is some joke. I'm like, well, well, I could take it off if you want, but I don't think I'm allowed to. You know, I started messing with her. Another one, I was walking around ShopRite. Listen, I just wanted to pick out some pork chops, bring them home, grill them, and this lady starts rolling her eyes. And pork I said, chops. yeah. I said, I said, is there an issue? And she goes, no, I don't like your mask. I was like, well, it sucks to be you because I can't take it off and you're going to have to stare at it as long as you're looking at pork chop. I'm going to follow you around the store now with it on. Absolutely. You know? So, so yeah. you know, I went down to, to Shinnecock and there were all these cars parked and I'm like, right, who are these people? I see a couple of people get out of the car and they walk up on top of that really nice, that big bridge, I think it's called the, the Ponquag or something, Pon, whatever the bridge, it's a crazy Native American name, beautiful, it's a big bridge over the Shinnecock Inlet and these two people came out with Trump flags. I'm like, all right, well, they're here for the the boat parade, but I don't know if anybody else is here for it. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I put my flags up at a Betsy Ross flag, a Trump 2020 flag. I took my Bluetooth speaker out. I put the rally on from the night before, nice and loud. So if anybody didn't know why I was there, now they know why I'm there. Screw it. Why? I'm here. What are you going to do? You can come yell at me. Can I find something better to do? Well, it seems like there's all Trump supporters there anyway. Right. So right? I didn't know. There was only two that came out. I didn't know if anybody else was there to support Trump. It was a nice day. I don't know if people were just sitting by the water, hanging out, whatever. So the flags go up. The rally goes on. I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, everyone comes out of their cars and they just start coming over. Oh, you're here for the boats? You're here for the boats? You're here for the boats? I said, yeah, wow, look at this. There's like, you know, the 10 people where I was talking. Never met them in my life. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, you know, that's interesting. All I needed was one symbol that, hey, it's okay to tell someone else that you like Trump, and we're all together. So I said, why don't we do this on a, on a big scale? I took the drone out. I threw it over the, the boat. Some guy had binoculars, and we were looking, and I said to him, hey, I have virtual reality with the drone. Why don't you look at this? And I had the drone pointed down at all the boats going by. He's like, oh, my God. Everyone was going crazy. I didn't even know that that's even available. Oh, yeah. You have these. You could watch your drone. This drone is sick. How much is your drone worth, if you don't mind me asking? The drone? Okay, this is that's another story. Eric is a big drone guy himself. He's yeah. got his license and everything. Oh, you commercial? Yep. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, my drone, my drone was it's a it's a bundle. Um, I didn't want to get a DJI because it's made in China, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want I didn't want to get a DJI. But I mean, they're sick drones. But I got a Parrot instead, and I looked at it. I was looking for something. It's it's nice it's digital uh, digital stabilization. It was a pack with that extended range controller and virtual reality so you could plug your phone into it, slide it into the VR, and wear it on your head and fly. So you feel like you're in the cockpit. Ah, oh, it's, it's great. Sick. I so love it. I found it. I was looking at it. I was sitting at a bar at a friend of mine, and I'm 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 sitting, I'm looking, I said, Wow, why is this on why is this so cheap? It was two hundred fifty dollars for the bundle. And I said, Wow, I want it. So I clicked it. And then like two hours later I got a notification from T D Bank that I got fraud. And I went, ah, I knew it was too good to be true. But I went through all of it. I said, I should investigate this. Maybe it's not fraud. I want this drone. Yeah. I found out it was literally Kohl's. It just TD Bank just thought it was because I never bought from Kohl's before, so they flagged it. I got the drone in. I flew this thing over. I had the VR. I've flown it at Gettysburg. I've flown it out at Montauk when we had our big rally there, virtually. It's so much fun. So I'm driving home from Shinnecock. Well, hold on a second. I don't want you to jump. I don't want you to jump yeah. because I want to ask you something. Did you go to Shinnecock by yourself? I did. I just went there to see the boat no parade. No girlfriend, no. no anything. You said, I'm a patriot. I want to go see this boat parade. I want to see what's going on here. I mean, was it, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to drive all the way out there, right? Yeah. That's a long ride. I love Trump. I was, I'm, I've always been passionate about politics, especially before, even before Trump, conservative politics, you know. I mean, I tell everyone all the time, Donald Trump was not my first pick in 2016. Who was? I went, I went from Rand Paul 
Okay, Rand Paul was my first guy. I read his book, Taking a Stand. I love stubborn, you know, like stick in the mud sometimes. Rand Paul's a stick in the mud Yeah, sometimes. he's the guy that rolls up his sleeve. You heard about what happened with him and his neighbor, right? When he yeah. broke his ribs. Yeah. You got to love a guy like that. Yeah, well, I love I love a guy like that, and I've loved him and his father. You know, because they, they bring it down. They try and make government and and politics simple, right? Free there's this really it's a, I mean I encourage everybody to read it it's a lovely lovely document it's called the Constitution if you read it you'll you'll realize how simple all of the problems in DC how easily they can be fixed if we just follow the words that are written on those pages that and the Declaration of Independence that and the Bill of Rights and that's been Rand Paul's point he called out Chris Christie, he called out several other people in these debates saying, hey, you know, every time, you, you know, especially when he's talking about FISA, right, the, 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 which was born out of the George W. Bush Patriot Act. FISA, was, which was weaponized against Donald Trump, nobody knew what was going on at the time, but Rand Paul was standing there in the debate saying the FISA courts have the potential to be weaponized. Christie was fighting him. It's about 9-11, and, and Rand Paul says, hey, you know, every time you did one of those cases, you don't realize this, but you, you got to judge you got a warrant, and you constitutionally handled these cases. So I always loved listening to Rand. I read his book, Taking a Stand. I love the fact that he filibustered. He actually stood. You know what I mean? So he's that. You can call him stubborn. You can call him principled. I, you know, I, I I say he's just that. Um, he he. he his convictions are real. He seems genuine to me, less like a politician. So he was my first pick, and he went out early. He went out, like, right after Iowa. Then I said, okay, well, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is a, a, a conservative. I thought when Trump was running that he was just doing it as a joke. I didn't think he was taking it seriously. Well, you look back at some of his shows that he's done, like with Oprah. He was on certain things, you know, uh, some late nights. You knew, and, and I'm talking about, you go back years, you knew that eventually, he, I, in my opinion, I, I love Trump. I love Trump from the beginning. I voted for Trump in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I read his book when it first came out, mm -hmm. The Art of the Deal. So I was all about Trump. I didn't think that he was serious as sometimes when he, you know, a couple of times before he said he wanted to run for president. But you can see when he was talking how much the destruction of America was actually happening and how much it bothered him and how much of a patriot he actually was. So I, I took him seriously. And, I, you know, as soon as he started talking and started saying and that slogan, make America great again and America first, which I don't understand how anyone in America does not want to abide by. But once you started hearing that and him talking like that, I said, that's it. People are going to gravitate towards him without a doubt. And I saw him, you know, in the debates. I thought he just crushed it. I thought he was just, you know, free willy. He wasn't that typical politician that was trying to, you know, tiptoe across the line or anything like that. So for me, I, I mean, I, I loved it. So, I mean, I never watched The Apprentice. I never bothered ever watch. It just wasn't my type of show. Yeah, I agree with you. So, and 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 I heard what everybody said about Trump. Oh, he's a womanizer. He's a he's he's a loose cannon, right? So I had this pre, I had this this prejudice about or this this idea about who the guy was. And well, hey, what was that? Well, it was that he was a misogynist, and not that he was a racist or anything like that, but that he only cared about himself, and that he was just kind of this, you know, he was on WWE. What is this WWE guy running for president? So you almost maybe. I discounted it. Would it be safe it. to say that it was a little embarrassing to you that this guy was actually 
Oh yeah, getting some you know publicity, right? Because I was looking at it like, okay, here's 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 Rand Paul who can have a discussion about the Constitution, and here's Donald Trump who's been on WWE and shaved Vince McMahon's head. Like it's true, well, you know. I, I understand it, especially even when you said Ted Cruz too. Ted Cruz is you know arguing cases against the you know at the Supreme Court of the United States, and you have this other guy on The Apprentice, yeah, coming I, out there and just saying all sorts of wild things. You know, he broke the system. Is what he did. He broke every. I went. I minored in political science. He broke every rule that they teach you. You have to do to win an election. You gotta, you know, you have to use the right rhetoric and this, that, and the other. He broke every rule, but he really rewrote the rules. Dan Bongino says all the time: campaigns are two things: snapshots and sound bites. Donald Trump knows one thing: he knows how to create a sound bite. All he's got to do is talk, and something is going to be said that people are going to run with. Snapshots. He's all over the place, right? I mean, you could just, you go, he, the hair, the suit, the whole thing. He's got that image. He's, he already had the name recognition. But I didn't think, because I didn't know about the stuff on Oprah. I didn't know about all the stuff previously, where in the 80s, he was talking about oh, the country was getting, show. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about it. Getting yeah. ripped off by China, getting ripped off by Japan, right? So I, I thought, I thought, because the guy has always been a publicity guy, a media mogul, that he was just doing it because... It might make some money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I mean, looking back at it, though, I've watched a few documentaries. He's wanted to run for president for a while. He's wanted to run for a very long time. And I, I'll tell you, one of the best books that I've read, and he wrote it. It's not, he, it's not a book. It's a compilation of essays. It's called Think Like a Champion. It's his book. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's almost like, um, like a, 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 a book written by one of the Stoics. Not to say that Trump is a Stoic philosopher, but it's, it's a lot of common sense. And, and he had a lot of respect and still has a lot of respect. If you ever hear him talk about Abe Lincoln, you know, I'm... I'm he a, says I'm, he's the second best president because of Abe Lincoln is the first. He's always been infatuated with two men, Abe Lincoln and Winston Churchill. And these two guys, he'll always bring them up. And he'll always, he'll never compare him. He'll never say he's better than those two guys. He'll say he's better than anybody else. You've heard him. Yep. Nobody knows this as much as me. Nobody can deal with China like me. Nobody. But he'll never put him. He'll never ele- elevate himself above Abe Lincoln and Winston Churchill. The only time he says he, he says I could be more presidential than Lincoln, except when he's wearing the hat. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Just to make a joke. Well, well, let, well let's go back. I, I want to go back to the whole thing how Long Island mm-hmm. Majority started. But I, the quick question I want to ask you while we're on this topic is: So, what was the turning point for you? Was it because your favorite started dropping out of the race, and then like, oh well? I only have Donald Trump and now here's Hillary Clinton and I'm not going to, you know, vote for her. And that's when you started doing some, you know, investigatory work or was it something else that took place? Well, it was basically everyone was everyone was dropping out. Clearly, he was the number one guy. I still thought at the time he wasn't going to be able to garner enough support to win the election at the time when everyone was dropping out. Were you upset when everybody was dropping out? Now, now you only have Donald Trump. No, no, because. I saw what was going on. He was every time he got in front of a camera, he said something either crazy or funny or just true, common sense. It's funny you say that. That you're 100% right. I agree with you 100%. That especially that last part. True. It was it was refreshing. Even the even they're bringing in rapists, they're bringing in right. even when people didn't want to hear that rhetoric. No, it, but it was true though. But it was true. It was happening. Yes. It was happening. And I'm like, okay. You know, you look at it and I go, ah, maybe he shouldn't have said it like that. But at least he said it. You know, at least he crossed that line, like you mentioned, at least he crossed that line to address it. Whereas a, a normal politician with a tie on too tight, you know, we have Mitch McConnell. We have 
a crisis on the border. They're bringing in crime. You know, who wants to hear that anymore? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make me want you to do these voices because <laughs> I saw, and, and for people that are watching your TikToks, uh, and I love it. But we'll get into that in yeah, a little bit too. But, but, but you know, I, so when when everyone started dropping out, I said, well, I, this is it. Like I'm either I'm either voting for Trump or I'm not voting, and I'm not gonna not vote. You know what I mean? So then I started, you know, watching more of the debates. So the turning point for me where I really said, this guy is awesome, is when, is when they were in, they were, it was the second presidential debate, and Hillary Clinton said something along the lines of, you know, it's really good that Trump is not, uh, you know, Trump's not in charge of the law in the country, and he you. just snapped and just went, yeah, because you'd be in jail. Yeah, and I went, I, I, I literally, I'm telling you, I screamed. I was like, oh my, I went nuts. And my dad was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, you, you think about that though, right? That moment right there, because some of that was actually true too. You're like, you know what? She should be in jail. Absolutely. She sh deserves to be in jail. If and you, you deleted emails like she did, oh, we wouldn't it. be talking right think now. Think about the people that just went, walked into the Capitol building and they're still in custody oh, yeah. in, in solitary confinement. Yep. Okay. But you see, that's the difference between how Democrats play and how Republicans play. Because there is a lot of these Democrats, like James Comey, abusing oh, yeah. the FISA warrants, Hillary Clinton. They all should have been perp-walked. Brennan. Brennan. All he's, a he's, actually, he's actually a communist. John I agree, Brennan. yeah. No, I agree with he you. He is. He and identifies as a... Like, he, he said this. Well, this is the whole <laughs> thing that we're going through, is this whole Marxism thing that's happening here, and it's just seething through America, one thing after another. One critical race theory, one woke company, oh, yeah. one black life, one organization. It's just ridiculous. But back to what I was saying is, is that's the thing. Republicans, they let it go. Okay, you made a mistake, no big deal. Let's try to work it out, that's fine. But see, the Democrats, they're, they're playing for keeps. They're cutthroat. They'll, they, you know, they go right there. You get arrested. You had um, Cohen arrested. General Flynn arrested. Oh, don't yeah. even. Flynn, uh, that, the Flynn was a tragedy because that, he arrested him on over the Logan Act. Yeah. Which there is, was just, which hasn't is unconstitutional. Been unbelievable. Never successfully prosecuted. And this guy spent three years of his life. He's a general. He served the country. If they could do it to him. To do it to anybody. And to you know who's the, the guy who wanted to do it? The guy who said we should use the Logan Act? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And but I, again, no one, no Republican stands up and starts prosecuting and starts, like I said before, rolling up their sleeves and getting to work. But you have the Democrats, they want to wipe everyone out. But I want to, I, we're getting a little off track here because I want to get back to the Long Island majority. Sure. Okay. So you're at this rally here out east, right? I was at Shinnecock. The boats went by. Everything was great. Uh, my flags go up. Everyone's talking to me. And on my drive home, as you said, it's a long drive. I was like, you know, that was really cool. Where you know I didn't know anybody. All I had to do was put these flags up, and and we all just started talking and getting along. You know, we were hanging out. It was a nice day. I said, if that can happen in a small little area at Shinnecock, I bet you that can happen everywhere. How? And I'm sitting there thinking, how? How? How do we do this? And there was some stuff in Arizona. There was some stuff in 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 Portland. Where people were doing these car caravans, and I said, well, why not? Why not do one of those here? Not everyone has a boat. More people have cars than boats. So I decided to make a post in um, a Facebook group called Long Islanders for Trump. Uh, 11,000 people in the group. Oh, okay. So that group was already created. It was not my group. Okay, okay. I was I just a member of the group as as were 11,000 other Facebook users. All right. And it was very active at that time. It was one of the most active Long Island or New York-based Trump 
pro-Trump groups on Facebook. Give, give us a, give us a ballpark figure. When is this? Is this a couple of months before the election? This is this is, like this in is September? August, August? August of 2020. Late August of okay. 2020. So I put up, I literally, the boat parade was I think on a Saturday. I woke up the next morning on a Sunday and I just rolled over and took my phone out and I just put it in the group. Who would be behind a Trump truck or car parade here on Long Island? I put it up. Simple. Yeah. And about six hours later, there was like 150 likes on it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And just comments like, me, 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 me. I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, there's, there's something here. So here in the back of my head, I'm going, all right, this is cool. I get messages the next morning saying, hey, you got to create an event. Like, you got to, like, there's something here. You got to do something. All right, cool. So you have strangers reaching out to yeah. you on Just random messenger. people just messaging me through Facebook. Hey, this is a great idea. I would do it. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, this seems like a good idea. So I post it. Now, my goal when I posted, hey, let's do it, <laughs> the parking lot that I chose, I thought was big. Now, if we ever chose a parking lot like that, we get in trouble. There's too many people, way too many people. But I chose the, I, I'm looking at it and I say, you know, if we can get. What did you do, like a Burger Fly parking lot? It was like, it was like a really small parking lot. Okay. Right? And and I, I my goal was if I can get 50 vehicles, maybe it stretches for a half mile, that'll look pretty cool. So I'm driving into the lot. I'm early, of course. I'm trying to get there, and I'm getting. Wait, wait, wait. hold on. You're jumping because I'm very interested in right. it because I think. Here's the thing. I, I kind of love that you're doing w w what you've done here. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear the process a little bit better. You, you do these instant messages now. Did messengers? Did you do a group of your own? No. Did you? All you did was just put it on that post and mm -hmm. say a date. Correct. And okay. then I made a Facebook event. And you always, okay, so you made a Facebook I event. I created the Facebook event, posted it in that same group. Okay. And people took it and shared it everywhere. Okay. Now They I did understand. a lot of the sharing. I mean, I posted it in a few other New York-based conservative groups, but other folks were like, I'm going to share it there, but this one, they're posting it all over. So now you go, you're, you you know, you get ready to, to go to this thing. You're getting ready in the morning, right? Do you have a girlfriend? I don't. Or whatever. Or do you, did you go to this thing with somebody? Did you nope. pick somebody nope. up? This was a solo thing. So tell me about the feeling now that you, because I know where you're headed here. Tell me about the feeling. So you're about to get to the parking lot, right? And then mm -hmm. t talk to us, you know, and tell so us So I there. first went to 7-Eleven and I grabbed, I think it was an energy drink or a bottle of water, whatever it was. And I put my flags up outside of 7-Eleven and I'm driving down to this original parking lot in Copeg. And I got this, I have this group of people in a car next to me giving me the finger and I'm like, I wonder how, if this is how this day is going to go. Yeah. I wonder if this is an indicator. And I say, you know what? Screw it. And I blasted the Henry Davis, uh, Donald Trump supporter song out my windows. And it was basically like, here's the finger right back. Yes. Right? Right? But, I, you know, whatever. So I'm driving and I get to this part where I got to make a left to get onto the last road before getting into the lot. And I see more people with flags. And I'm like, all right, cool. Everyone's kind of showing up a little early. I get to the lot. It's already packed. Flags. for. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, uh -oh. But that's got to be a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Because this is you. You're orchestrating this yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. So now here you are. Now, do you, I mean, it's got to be a sense of pride. Tell, just tell me about that feeling when you're walking into that. Yeah, I was driving in and I was getting chills. I was like, okay. And then I immediately got a friend of mine on the phone and said, we need to use the backup lot. I had a plan. I said, because the, the event blew up in such a way. Remember, my goal was 50. I knew I was getting more than 50. Did you have to contact anybody from the parking lot? 
Like you know, the people that own that parking lot, or no. you just told people just to be there. Our the funny thing we do is like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Oh, so, good so, line. I like that. Yeah. So you know, we made sure that we parked along the edges so that we didn't disturb the businesses. Right. Yep. It was still in the middle of COVID, so not all these businesses were open at full capacity. There was an Italian restaurant; they couldn't even have indoor dining at that time. So you know, we, we were tr- we always try and be respectful of the bit. We don't want to hurt small businesses. That's Andrew Cuomo's job. That's not our job. So yeah. so. As I'm pulling in, I'm getting chills. I'm seeing some of the people that I was talking to, interacting with over the course of the week. Uh, a few guys, hey, I said, oh, I remember talking to you on Facebook. We were talking to you. And, you know, we had to put a few cars in the overflow lot. And, you know, again, my goal was 50, and we had about 300 vehicles at this. So uh, the, the goal was we went from Copeg to this Lowe's uh, parking lot in Patchogue. And then somebody had reached out to me earlier that week and said, hey, you know, a couple of us on the east end would like to go from the Lowe's in Patchogue down to Smith Point Park. And I said, sure, we'll do a second leg. I'll put it up. So I said, hey, second leg from Lowe's in Patchogue to Smith Point. Anybody when you say wants. you put it up, you put that up on the, in the event. Now, when you get to the first lot in mm-hmm. Copeg, right? Yeah. Do you feel a responsibility to make a speech? Right. To I talk ju- to people? To, you know, and, and tell me about that because a lot of people can't handle that. Like you, you put something out there. And then it's almost like an overnight celebrity type thing that you're not maybe prepared for it. Like, is Sean prepared for a speech in front of all of these people and who are waiting to hear from him and hear what he has to say, where we're going, when we're starting, you know, stuff like that. You know, tell me about that experience. Never had a problem with that. Um, That's never been an issue. I've never been shy in that regard. Uh, March of 2019, I actually, and this is something, again, popped up on Facebook. There's a rally in New York City for Trump. And I went, whoa, I'm going. And then I started posting in the group. Uh, and somebody, an organizer from that rally in New York City came to me, you know, messaged me again and said, hey, would you mind like being the MC for this event? And I said, listen, I've never done anything like this. I'm comfortable. That's fine. You want me to introduce all these different speakers? No problem. Just get me the information. I got it. So we were in New York City, 800 or so people showed up in the streets in New York City, March of 2019, it was right after the Mueller report, got finished and everything like that. Great day. What a day. And, you know, it was awesome. And everyone's like, you had so much energy, blah, blah, blah. So I never had a problem speaking in front of groups. I did rallies in Connecticut, um, friends who I met in the city. We were up in Connecticut. I met people like Brandon Strzok from Walk Away, uh, Shelly Luther, the Dallas salon owner. I mean, it was, just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, so yes, when I got to that lot, I jumped on top of my truck on the toolbox and I grabbed a bullhorn and I said, hey, you know, this is what we're doing and I'm happy, you know, that everybody's here and this is the route. And Oh, like, juice. I can you know, feel it. I feel like the energy just by you oh, doing that. What a great feeling. It, jump on top of your truck and do that. It was so cool. And then we get to the lot in Copeg and everyone's like, Lowe's is upset because we took over 75% of their lot. And I'm like, well, we're leaving. We're going to Shirley. So we, we took off and went to Shirley. And when I got to Shirley, uh, you know, we parked and I started, you know, talking to everybody. I was sitting in the bed of my truck. People were coming up because at that point they recognized the vehicle. And I was like, you're the guy who put this together, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's favorite question was, when's the next one? But before I had a chance to really start to figure that out, I, I, first of all, I said, when's the next one? Are you, everyone likes it? Two weeks. I didn't know where it was going to be. I said, it's going to be in two weeks. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Just to have someone to you know, save it down on the calendar. Just to so, know that we're doing one, and I'll, I'll get the information out there. Tell me, before, before you get into that, though, what about the feeling of driving? Here you are. Were you leading the pack? So. <laughs> you know, because that, I mean, even that, because you, you almost get a chance. You said you were by yourself. You almost get a chance to have some type of reflection now, like, wow, look yeah. what I've created here. So I got stuck in the main lot leaving. And uh I got Is that st- you guys? Yeah, that's us. Oh yeah. Um that 
picture on the right. Oh, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a yeah yeah. There's a couple of good ones. Uh, this one down on the bottom. If you were to go down right there, where it says pro democracy demonstration, off to the right. That's that is actually that is actually the Copeg rally. That's on Route 112. Wow, um, look at and that. It's look packed. At yeah, and so but leaving the Copeg lot, I was actually in the middle. Nobody followed directions. It just kind of, they just left and started driving the route. So I wasn't in front of the whole thing. I was in the middle. So I was like, okay, whatever. Which is even better because now you get the whole thing. Because now I'm getting the entire, when we drove down Montauk Highway down through Sayville, it was, and there were people outside in these places Oh, eating. you did Montauk Highway. You didn't oh, even do yeah. Sunrise. Sunrise was Montauk. So now you get the yeah. lights, you oh, got people yeah. seeing, oh, yeah. you know, it's stop and go. There's people outside, all these restaurants and coffee shops eating, and here comes the Trump train coming through, and they were like, whoa. It was so loud in Sayville. People beeping in the other direction, all of this. One liberal, I got stuck at a light. One liberal just, he gave me the thumbs down, and I rolled my window down, and I said, what's the matter? He goes, oh, you know, racist. I said, you don't look like you're having any fun. I'm having fun. Yes. I'm like, you're not having any. I said, how does it feel to be a liberal? Is it, are you miserable every day or is it like only every other day? Like what is, I'm not miserable. And I'm like, whatever. So then we drove, I drove past, you know, whatever. So but that, that feeling was great. Yeah, there was, a, there was a moment of reflection and then I'm like, wow, 300 cars. This is great. Little did I know that <laughs> when I got to Shirley, I would be offered a beer, a Miller Lite, by Kevin, who's one of the co-founders of our group. Yep. And I met Heather there as well. So that was, you know, we're our big three, Kevin, Heather, and myself. And we all started talking after that and planning out routes that night. I started a group in the bed of my truck called Long Island Trump Parades, which then uh, I changed the name of because there was this rumor going around that Facebook was deleting any group with the name Trump. So I said... All right, well, I'll change it. Why risk it? Right. I'll change it to Long Island Loud Majority. And everyone loved it. Wow, Loud Majority, yeah. We're How not long did it take you to get that name? It's a great name, by the way. Uh, I just, it just... Did you copyright it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And you got the shirts, you got the yeah. merchandise everything. and everything like yeah. that. Good, good for you. Yeah, we're trademarked all over. You, but you, it just came out of nowhere? It came, it just hit, hit that my head, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's great. It was just like, ooh, loud, loud, silent, no. Loud, yes. That's how it was. So before you start the next rally or start organizing, you get home at one point, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Do you start getting any slack from anyone? Does anyone say, hey, what is going on? Because there's a lot of Trump haters out there, and you now are starting to organize a great movement here. A lot of people you get jealous. A lot of people don't want anything to do with it. Was there ever a time that you started getting some you know, uh, friction back? A well, little bit, but when it comes to folks like that, I just don't listen to them. Okay. Like whatever. Like, okay. All right. You don't like it, then don't like it. You're free to. You're free to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're gonna do what we do. If you're gonna sit there and complain from the sidelines that something's happening or that he's a racist or we should be ashamed of ourselves or we're whatever, that's that's fine. You could scream into your echo chamber all you want. I'm just gonna, you know, water off a duck's back. You know, horse horse blinkers. Like we're not just gonna pay attention to the noise. So we're organizing this second rally, and. Media is all over. They're reaching out. The patch is reaching out. All this other independent articles on people are reaching out. Newsday's got us from the first one. And I said, all right, we went from 300 cars. If we can go from 300 cars to 800 cars, I'd be happy. And so we started at this movie theater in East Northport. This is September 20th, This is the second rally. This is rally number two. So tell me about the prep work 
to get that. You got an event going. Mm-hmm. Same thing, same formula. But are you starting to see more people well, that's, gravitate towards the movement here? So that's what happened. So everyone wanted to know when the next one was. I put this Long Island Trump Parade group up. I started seeing thousands of joins coming that night. And I was like, whoa. Oh, I said, how could there be thousands? There was only 300 people in this, 300 cars in this parade. But somehow, immediately, <clears throat> the word got out that this is going on now. And it was just, I mean, the group went boom, right? So the next day, I put What a up, great night's sleep. Was, oh, God. What there a was, great no, night. no. There was, that was September 20th. Oh, sorry. September 6th, that night, was the last night I think I slept. Oh, I don't okay. think I've slept since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. <laughs> but, I got you. But um, it, was, it, was, it was great. So I put that up and I say, okay, we're going to, we're going to Greenport. We're going North Fork. We're going to take the whole North Fork. We're going to Greenport. So we're starting in a movie theater in, in, in East Northport, right up there, AMC. And because the movie theater, I was there. <clears throat> the movie theaters. Were I was close. there. I went to that. I live around the corner from there. Yep. And I was there, and we were just, you know, happenstance, just driving by, right. and we saw it, and we right. parked the car. Had my two dogs in there, two German Shepherds, and we started walking around. It was electric. It was crazy. You had trucks up on a side, up on a thing, like these monster trucks. Insane. It looked like. Yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing. What people don't understand, they say these Trump people are racist. They see these people are, right. you know, are agitators. They're punks. They're whatever. There was nothing but love. Nothing. Nothing. And it was everyone was having a great time. Everybody was cordial. Everybody was happy. And I have to tell you, even just talking about it, because it really was something electric. I, I can like I get the chills just talking about it. The pride that you had as being an American walking through that parking lot was unbelievable. Oh, it was great. It felt it felt it felt amazing. And And the, I gotta thank you for that. Well I, I appreciate Cause you, that. Because you don't get that kind of feeling a lot. But it isn't just like and people and that's one thing I kind of struggle with as a lot of people will come up and say, Thank you for starting it. I said, listen, all I really did was post something and other people thought it was good and yeah okay we put together the route we put together now you're selling yourself short because i'm going to tell you something a lot of lazy people including myself could be i could be included in that it takes the person to actually do it but it also talk about it it also takes the other ten thousand people who came out that day it does but you're the one who said i'll be there right Right, you're the right. one who said this is the this is the place. This is where we're going to be. No one's going to Copeg unless you say Copeg. That's true. No one's you know. And if it wasn't Copeg, then maybe it would be Massapequa, whatever it was, or West Babylon. But you said Copeg, and people came. So you're the one. And then you said meet us at Northport at the AMC there, right there on yep. Jericho Turnpike. Yep. People came there. It was. That's why I say thank you. It was. Well, and I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. I mean, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't be who we are. We wouldn't be working with the people that we're working with, though, if it wasn't for the entire participation of, you know, going from Montauk, going to Eisenhower Park, the the West Babylon rally and Halloween. So many people just came out and, and did it and felt empowered to do it. And that was always my goal. My goal was for years, ever since ever since that day in New York City, there are people out there. There are conservatives out there who don't. They're not used to being active. They're used to, and we've fallen into the trap of silent majority. But those are the old rules. The, like you said, Republicans never wanted to roll their sleeves up and go to work. Okay? They were, we, we were too preoccupied with this idea of, don't worry, we'll just come out and vote. Well, it, it got to a point where I kept seeing all of these BLM prote- protests. 
riots, right, across the country. How, how come these guys are allowed to come out there and burn down courthouses and we can't come out there and rally, right? How come they're allowed to come out there and stand on there in the, on the corner and, and do all this, you know, hey, free speech, no problem, but it's got to be peaceful. Well, I'm not allowed to go on the corner with an American flag and a sign that says reopen New York. Cuomo sucks. I'm, I'm killing grandma at that That's point. That's because you have those Democrats, like I said before, they'll actually prosecute you. Oh, yeah. As opposed to a Republican that sees, you know, or Republican, say, state or government or municipality that sees Black Lives Matter on the corner. They'll just say that's their right. Freedom of speech sure. to do in their right to assembly to go do that. But peaceful assembly, though. But burning down the courthouse, no, you course. lose that. No, but they're course. not prosecuting. How come when they did this in, in Portland, when they burnt, when they firebombed the courthouse, twice, people were inside at one point. How come that's not an insurrection? It's a federal building. How that, that's not an insurrection. That isn't it. First of all, how's an insurrection happening at the Capitol building with no guns? Right. How, wait, no guns, no weapons. How are you going to take over the Capitol building when you have the police force that's protecting it that is armed? Can we say... The Capitol was a was a was a mistake, and it shouldn't have gotten the way it got. Absolutely, I would never endorse political violence. But but I'm a I like standards, right? We heard about the chop zone, the Chaz, whatever the hell they called in it Seattle. in Seattle, where they took over four to five city blocks for weeks in Seattle and wouldn't give it back, right? That was the summer of love. This is what they called it. The Capitol. Was a a riot. Everyone who who, if you even speak today, January sixth, with a people you're, still you're a in terrorist. jail. People are still in jail. They're in solitary. They're in solitary confinement. They're being tortured. Yes, right. Twenty three hours in solitary confinement. I, I would say that's torture. Uh, yeah, and meanwhile, these people who created Chaz are just they're just living. Well, you know what? It's all under the mantra of what the hatred for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So we're going to allow this. Donald Trump is the president at the time. We're going to allow these cities to burn because it's under Donald Trump. And we get to say, look, 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 look yeah, at this. This look is, at, all this is Trump's Don- America. This right, is Trump's right, right. rhetoric that right. starts all this because he's right. a racist. Let me ask you something. When you hear this whole white supremacy thing, you're white. How does that affect you? How do you feel about that? Now, all of a sudden, it's reversed. The racism, you would hear that, oh, racism against blacks may be growing up. I don't know how old you are and how, how far back you go. But now all of a sudden, it's if you're white, you're the racist. How does that make you feel? So I, I, I like to laugh at that because they're getting so ridiculous, right? Where, let's, let's just be honest, Tim Scott came out and, and, and did the rebuttal for the, uh, the, the State of the Union or the Joint Session, whatever they want to call it, with Biden. And you had leftists using the term Uncle Tim, He's a black man, right? And, you know, it's a play on the words Uncle Tom. And I'm like, wait a second. How 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 is this okay? How is this how is this not racism? Uh, I'll give you another one. There's because uh, we're dealing with Smithtown schools right now, and we're doing we're, we're taking a stand against uh, critical race theory. And this group of parents in Smithtown schools have have foiled Freedom of Information. Okay, documents, all the internals of these equity programs and all these things in the district. And there are a few teachers. One of them has a blog. Okay, and he's a BLM activist. His Instagram says, I am Antifa. I mean, it's all there. Anti-police rhetoric. And he's a teacher in Smithtown. Yeah. On the payroll. Oh, yeah. So a history teacher, nonetheless. Right. Who is and, and, and on his blog, he started a BLM club at the school. On his blog, he it says it. It would be nice if the black males would get off the basketball court and join my club. He said that. It's unbelievable. He said that. Well, it, could could you imagine 
If you said that? Imagine if it was reversed. I oh know. Oh my God. The hypocrisy right now that is going on in this country is a joke. And that is where, again, where we need more people like yourself, more people in Congress, more Republicans that have a voice and start standing up for it and stop saying enough is enough. I mean, you even had Hollywood cancel Hollywood yep. yesterday yep. with the Golden Globes because you're not equitable enough. You're, mm-hmm. You don't have enough, you know... Uh, racial inclusion so we're going to cancel you and we'll maybe see you back in 2024 i mean it is so ridiculous did you see yesterday what disney now is doing i didn't um i think bongino yeah they're doing like white 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 privilege training or something white privilege training i listened to that on the dan bongino show and and he's he's all over it and uh, he's one of the people who got got you know lit the fire under under my rear end too i was stuck in traffic on the i'm gonna call it the real name, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Oh uh, yeah, it's not, not, the the, not the Cuomo Bridge. It's the, come on, it's the Tappan Zee Bridge. So I was stuck in traffic going upstate May of 2018, going upstate, and I'm like, um, I, I, the it's not moving. Memorial Day weekend, the bridge is not moving. I need something to listen to, and I always remember seeing Dan on Fox. Always oh, got a podcast crate, so I put it on, and he's going off. It's a, you know because that was right when Spygate started breaking. Yep. And he was like, oh, yeah, they call him a confidential human informant. He starts screaming, you know what that is? It's a spy. He starts nuts, going nuts, you know? And I'm like, this guy's great. He's, he's fiery. He's, and he's, you know, he's in his 40s. I said, this guy's awesome. I'm like, I, I, I want to take that energy and apply it somewhere, you know? And that's how the March 2019 thing happened. But go back to the September now that right. you're saying. To back Greenport, into right? Greenport. So that organizing that, getting into that, uh, it was a two-week process. And... We see on the event, I'm looking on the event, the responses from Jump. Like, within two days, I had all the responses that I had for Copeg within two days. I posted it maybe once or twice. It just got shared hundreds of times. Uh, now I, you feel like you got now, now, you, now you got something cooking. Now there was something seriously cooking, yeah. right? So, But I didn't even know the magnitude of it. So I'm figuring, again, my goal, 800 vehicles. That was my goal. So I get it. We're in the East Northport in that movie lot. And I look at that lot every now and then on Google Maps. Go, oh, my God, we filled this whole thing. So I'm looking at it. I'm, and people are coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. The lot is jammed. People can't find a place to park. They're parking across the street. Heather's like, I don't know if we're going to fit in that second lot. Because we wanted to kind of mirror the first rally. First rally went from Copac to Patchogue, regrouped, and then drove the second leg. So this was supposed to go from Northport to Riverhead, right down 25, from East Northport to Riverhead regroup in this old Walmart parking lot and then go from Riverhead to Greenport, anybody who wanted to make that second part of the run. There were a lot of EastEnders out there who didn't want to come all the way to Northport and do the full drive. They're like, we'll just pick you up at Riverhead. Fine. So I was talking to a writer from The Patch all week leading up to that. She was getting comments and all this stuff. What do you say about people with traffic? What do you say to this? What do you say to that? How do you like that? How, <clears throat> tell, 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 tell me about that. You have... Now, all of a sudden, here you are. You, you are flying a drone. Right. A drone. And you now have created this thing that you have actual news reporters. Yeah. Okay. Reaching out to you for comments. How did that make you feel? I love it because a lot of people in conservative, you know, a lot of conservatives hate the media because the media lies. I, I love the media because if, if you know how to use them properly. They're and an you additional voice. And you, exactly. And you don't give them any free ammunition. They can't write a bad story because once they do, you could point it out and say, listen, this is not what I said. Yes. You know, after January 6th, I was interviewed by NBC4 in a Costco parking lot. And they were trying to trip me up, make me sound like I was proud that we stormed the Capitol. And I said, first of all, I didn't storm the Capitol. I said, the Long Island Loud Majority's intention 
was to attend a peaceful protest, and that's exactly what we did. We did not riot. We did not break windows. We did not harm police officers. We did not throw punches. We did not, you know, breach the building. Yeah, nice okay. try, though. Right? But I had, I, I was smart. I had a friend of mine in that parking lot. I said to him, I said, Mike, I need you to stand there and record this entire interview because if they take anything out of context, I want it so that I can take that and, 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 immediately with a rebuttal and say, no, no, that's not what I said. But the, what wound up happening, and I think this worked in my, in, in my, on my behalf, worked in my benefit, because they took the clips, they put it out, everything like that. The weeks after January 6th, the FBI was on Long Island. They were knocking on doors. They wanted to see people's involvement. This group was the first name coming out of their mouth. I had folks that are in the group say, the FBI visited me, said, aren't you part of the loud majority? What'd you guys do? They never came to my house. They never came to Kevin's house. They never came to Heather's house. Really? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure whether or not that's because the day after this incident, we had media come out and we kind of, I, I made it clear that hey, none of us were involved in the nonsense. But were I was you in? Were you there in January sixth? I was there. Did you see people actually like going to the the Capitol building? So we were out of there before the breach, right? Thank God. I was on the back side of the building, and. Some of us were on the front side of the building because some of us left the speech that Trump was making a little early to get closer to the second part of the day, which was going to be at the Capitol. And I get to the back side of the building and I'm getting calls from somebody who we traveled down to D.C. with saying, hey, you know, something's up in the parking lot where our cars were. Because our, our, our move was we drove to a, a railroad station, which shared a parking lot with a police station, figured it's a safe lot to park in took the train into D.C. just in case things got crazy in D.C. and they locked the city down, we'd be able to take the train out and get home. So I get a call saying, hey. Smart. Yeah, I said, I said, I said, hey. Uh, the guy calls me, he says, you know, Jay, his name is, he goes, um, your tires are slashed. I said, what do you mean my tires are slashed? He goes, yeah, eight or nine cars got tagged in the parking lot. Two, two tires, each car slashed. Ugh. And I went, oh boy. Well, we got to get back there, get these tires fixed because we got to get home. We have a four and a half hour drive home. Yep. So I started calling folks who were on the front of the building. Now, mind you, I'm, in the, I'm at the back of the building, and because things got hairy in the front and the steps had already been kind of taken, the police in the back of the building were just tear gassing, just doing it to control, to push everyone back. So we're coughing, you know, we're eating all this whatever, this stuff. And how did that? How does that that whole thing? You get the tear gas and everything. You can't see. Is yeah, it, it was really bad. It was bad. It was really there was bad. a point in time where it became like a fog of war scenario where it was just sitting. You know, because you had the Capitol on the backside and, you know, all that stone and it was just kind of, it just kind of sat. So you would walk into an area and you would just start coughing. Oh, you know terrible. what I mean? It's awful. So we left. We got everybody regrouped. We got on the train. And when we got back on the train, we heard, oh my God, they got in. They're like, someone took Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Someone's feet are on her desk. They're at, they're in the Senate wing. They're in, they're in, they're in the, the house. And... We heard about that, but we were on the train on the way back, and all of a sudden the phone started, are you okay? Oh my God, someone got shot. What do, we, what do you mean someone got shot? We're on the train. So we got the tires fixed and we left. So we, we were out of there before the actual breach. Did you get nervous though, days after, and you see all the publicity and all the news coverage of everything, and how people are starting to get arrested? Did you think, and not because you did anything wrong, just because maybe you don't trust the administration or, or should I say the Nancy yeah. Pelosi's of the world, did you think maybe, you know, three weeks, four weeks, especially then after Biden got, you know, uh, admitted in, mm -hmm. did you think that maybe at all that they would do something 
and come after you and make something up? No, because we were nowhere near where the worst of it took place. So they would have no footage. There's no, there's footage. no way. There's no there's anything. No you can't pin me no. there. And I didn't do what a lot of people did. Oh, look at me. I'm rioting at the Capitol. Yeah, I know. Uh, why would you do that? Because idiots. And then there's people who, you know, uh, I don't, I'm not, <clears throat> not going to tell everyone to wear a mask, but if you're going to be trespassing on the grounds of the Capitol, wear a mask. you might not want to be identified. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, maybe you want to think about that. But here's the that. thing, though. You know, it's crazy that you say that, John, because if you look at some of the footage of what happened, you had cops. And, you know, some of them, they were, like, you know, fighting against mm -hmm. the Capitol Police. But some of them, they opened up the gates. They, they didn't want to die. Come on in. There was, a, there, was, there, was, there was almost a million people there. They didn't want to get trampled. These cops were fearing for their lives. So you're saying that the cops that just allowed them to come in there. They, wanted, no, to, they, they wanted to go home that night. They were just saying, hey, listen, we're never going to be able to stop this. So it may as well just be peaceful enough to let them just walk in here and they're not going to bother us. I mean, all. I'll tell you right now, if I was a police officer in that day, you want the stairs? Take the stairs. I'm not getting in the way of these people. Okay. So I wasn't there. I I, I, mean, right. I only see these clips, and you only see that's the thing too. You only get you know little bits and pieces from when you see a clip. But like I said, I'm seeing cops just saying, "How you doing? How you doing?" And they're just walking right into the Capitol building. And then you got this one guy who was escorting the Chewbacca guy. You saw him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't uh, that's sacred right there. Don't do that. And it's like, how much? But but the point that I guess I'm trying to make here is is. How bad could they have possibly been if the cop is sitting there escorting and them talking? Again, there was no guns. There wasn't a takeover or anything like that. It's just, to me, it was, it should never have happened, but the consequences don't fit the crime. There were a few bad actors on that day. Um, you know, going into the building, it just, it, that should not have taken place. It's that simple. You know, there's no reason to break into the Capitol. You want to stand on the stairs. You want to siege the building, so to speak. Yeah. Whatever. Civil I got, disobedience. I, I, I got to tell you right now, though, it, it took a, the movement that you, the movement that I'm trying to produce, the movement that all the conservatives, all the America First people, it took. It really put us a couple of steps back. It did, and, and it hurt us because, because we've always been peaceful. And now when I go, well, it's a peaceful protest. Yeah. Well, what about January sixth? I know. And my answer to that is, what about it? Well, you know, you march. They go, this is this is my favorite. And this is what happens on Twitter. And I've had members of my own family do this because these people are brainwashed and whatever. You march shoulder to shoulder with Nazis. I said, can you please show me where you have a picture of me next to a Nazi? Where yeah, are they? Do you understand how racist that is? Right. Right? The racial profiling. Because if you were side by side with a black guy, then they wouldn't say Nazi. Of course not. Because you're side by side with another white person, you're a Nazi. Right. It's it's unbelievable. I want to go back though. How how many cars? I want to go back to the screen port thing. September, yeah. Yeah, September. How many cars did you actually or like you know ballpark figure actually show up? So I thought we were gonna. Like I said I thought we were gonna get about eight hundred to a thousand. We're going into that second lot. I'm getting calls from that writer Lisa from the patch, and she goes, "Hey, you know, because she wanted to meet and talk and do an actual in person. Because all, all we've all we've ever done is corresponded through messages. So she's calling me. And she's like, the lot in Riverhead. I said, yeah. She said, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to meet there. I said, Lisa, why? Um, I mean, we're on our way. Everything's okay. She goes, no, no, no. It's full. And I went, what do you mean it's full? We're not there yet. Well, I know there was going to be people meeting us there. What do you mean it's full? It was a big lot too, an old Walmart. And she goes, it's full. And so are two other lots. And I went, oh, uh, okay. So I posted in the group. Change of plans. We're not stopping in Riverhead. We're going straight to Greenport. When we pulled up on this lot, it was 
and I, she was right. It was one full lot, another full lot, another full lot. There were 3,500 cars in that. All right? I mean, we went from 300 to 3,500. And, and and passing that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow, yes. look at this. You know? And and it was really exciting. And we celebrated after that. You know, we, we went to a, a place, got a few drinks and everything, um, and then announced our next rally two weeks later. In New York City, which was the drive down Trump Tower. What made you? What you know? What goes on? And it, what, how do you? How does that? The conversation come up that we're going to do New York City. Who's planning that? Are you with someone? Is that just something that you're thinking by yourself? Or are you with your two partners? It was our team. It was just like we're going to go down Trump Tower, but we have to do this the right way. That's a, that's the question. That's another thing too. The right way. Right. Right. How do you organize such a thing? So New York City is a different playground, obviously. You know, it's it's violent. It's not safe. So it's highly Democrat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They hate There's Trump. a lot of BLM. There's a lot of Antifa there that we, yes. you know that are going to throw things through your windshield. So we post it, and and the first thing we all figured was a good idea was we're not going to tell anybody that we're going to Trump Tower. Nobody's going to know that we're going to Trump Tower. So when I made that announcement and, and I put that event up that Monday. September 21st, I said, it's 10-4, it's October 4th today, we call it 10-4, we're going to do a food drive, okay, so we're going to, anybody who's got food, we're going to load it into beds of trucks, we're going to drop it off right near the city, who's going to stand in the way of a food drive, BLM and Antifa, you guys are supposed to be about elevating minority community, you're going to stand in the way of a food drive, so it was, it was kind of a way to bulletproof it. was masked. Under a food drive, well, or was it sort Trump of. rally? Because I heard about it, so I couldn't. I didn't hear that it was going to be a a food drive. Right, so we the were, word had to have come out. I mean, it's impossible not to. And and Lisa from the Patch also wrote about how we were doing a food drive caravan for Donald Trump. So so we figured food drive caravan right, right. for Donald right. Trump. So I'm saying, okay. you know, hey, we're going to the city, we're going past Trump Tower, but we're also we're not just going here to make traffic. We're going to drop off a sizable donation of food to people who need it. Goodwill. Pandemic. Yes. Right? We got people out of idea, work. actually. Why not? Your idea? Yeah. That's a good idea. So, so why not? Right? So we did it. Okay. So we're rolling in and we're getting closer to it. Well, well, well first of all, where did you start? Uh, we started at the Ronkonkoma train station. Okay. Ronkonkoma train station. parking lot. It was, you know, the, was the amount of people that came there that, that day, was it to your liking? Like, so, you know, Here's how that happened. So we had a we had we had a time set for the city, and and we ran a dry run because we knew the city was not something. We had to dry run it. We ran in with one two trucks. We drove in, and we wanted to just roll the route, you know, ride the route that we were going to take. And I I was in the truck in the back seat, and I was just like, this ain't going to work with the amount of people that I think we're going to get. So I had to change the time. Uh, that Sunday morning, we wanted to, instead of leaving by, you know, 10 in the morning, we wanted to leave by 7. Why wouldn't it work? Too many cars, not enough space to move around New York City. Yeah, you got one-way streets, and you're not going to be able to, people going to stop, there people going to be behind you. I was afraid of sitting ducks. I was afraid that some of the people in our group were going to wind up getting separated and stuck, and then potentially getting ambushed or hurt. The biggest thing for me with New York City was safety, safety, safety. So we put a dummy route out. We said we were going to Gracie Mansion and Times Square. Oh, you put a uh, like a Fugazi so, route. Yeah, a Fugazi okay. route. Yeah, okay, Fugazi okay. to the okay. highest. Okay, so I put a dummy route. And I had folks that we were riding in with that we were putting the route. And I said, guys, you have no idea how important it is not to say a word to anybody who's not in this vehicle what the actual route is. So I had NYPD intel department calling me uh, about three or four days before the rally 
and they're like, hey, we just want to, you know, we see you're coming in, no issues, you're allowed to do it, we want we want to make sure it's safe. You know, what is your route? We see you're going to Times Square and we see you're going to Gracie Mansion. So I said to the guy, I need your badge number, uh, I need to know who you are, who you work for, and I will call you back when I find out that you are who you say you are. So I sent it out to a person I know who has all these connections in the city, comes back, says the guy's legit, I called him back. I said, okay, cool. Uh, now that I know who you are, this is the route. We're not going to Times Square. We're not going to Gracie Mansion. And he goes, well, the event says that. Da, 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 da. And I went, well, it says that because that's where we want all the, the bad guys to go. He goes, oh, so it's a dummy route? I said, absolutely. He goes, yeah, you guys are smart. You guys yeah. are doing it the right way. I said, well, we must be smart if we have the NYPD intel thinking we're going there. Then everyone else thinks we're going there. That's great. So I, I said to him, now you're the seventh person in the world who knows where we're going. He goes, what? I said, there's only seven people. There were six before this conversation. Now there's seven. I said, because you know where we're going. You know, and we, I worked with him and that. Then I found out that when we left that parking lot that morning, he was actually in. He was there. At Ronkonkoma. Yeah. In this, Ronkonkoma. This NYPD intel was tailing us. Oh, really? Just to make sure. That you were going the route. There was an NYPD helicopter in the air. There was a lot of really? things that they put together. Yeah, we didn't ask for this. How many cars were at the parking lot in Ronkonkoma? So that was another 300 that went to New York City. I did not want thousands for that event. No, you wouldn't have been able to do it. It's not manageable. No, not at all. So what we did was smart. There was a really nice, uh, the, the Suffolk County Republican Party was putting together a Back to Blue rally at the Denison building later that day. And they were like, it would be really great if you guys can come. And I said, you know what? We're doing New York City now in the morning. So I'll tell everybody who doesn't want to come to New York City, meet us back at Ronkonkoma train station at noon. And we'll leave, we'll leave from there at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, whatever it was, and caravan all of us to the Denison building. It's a short ride, but it yep. gives us something to do. Yes. And if you don't want to go to New York City, maybe you're scared, maybe it's too early, whatever, safety, we'll do that. So we actually did a doubleheader that day, and it, was, it worked out fantastic. It was great. It was like 800, 900 cars went there to the Denison building. The Back to Blue rally was great. It was packed over there. How was, the, how was riding through Manhattan? It was great, and we stopped on Fifth Avenue for about an hour, and the NYPD was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, they of course. We shut the whole block down in front of Trump Tower. Media was everywhere, and that one sent us into another stratosphere you know it went overseas england heard about it don trump jr heard about it and, and after greenport donald trump Let, let's put it this way i have a clip eric can you pull that clip on it says uh, fox news it's a it's a fox news clip I, I you know i know exactly what you're talking about here because i saw this clip here watch this oh let's yeah yeah this. yeah also this big rally or all the, this caravan of cars that came from where you live, Brian, out on Long Island, and they're called, let me see where on my notes, it says the Long Island Loud Majority is the name of this group. There were about 100 cars that shut down uh, Fifth Avenue in front of Trump, Trump Tower, and they were all um, out there in their trucks and their motorcycles, and they were blaring their horns and waving flags, and one girl was interviewed, and she said she didn't vote in the last election. She's voting for him because he keeps his promises. She said, I'm middle class. He has helped my family. My dad is a union worker, and uh, President Trump has tripled his 401k. I love that. Yeah. That, think about that. That's you. Yep. That's from that one drone incident mm -hmm. hanging out there out east. And the next thing you know, something that you created, you have Fox and Friends talking about that right there. It's and that's unbelievable. That was, just, that was just the beginning. So then October 4th, everyone was excited. The question again, when's the next one? Our biggest thing, two weeks. Every two weeks. We like to have two weeks to plan it, two weeks to push it, everything like that. So the next one was... We're going all the way to Montauk. 
right? Starting where? Well, we originally wanted to start in Valley Stream, okay? We wanted to go literally Long Island from Valley Stream, you know, on the Queens border yep. to the end. And we were going to start at the Green Acres Mall. And I got a call from the Green Acres Mall said, we don't want you here. <laughs> I said, oh. I said, so uh, actually I changed it. I'm going to do a Bernie Sanders rally. You want me now? He was like, no, that's not the point. I said, that's the point. What is the point? If I, I said, what I is said, the point? I said, that's the point. He's like, well, no, no, no. We're not going to let you know Bernie Sanders rally in our parking lot either. And I went, well, there's a big difference between telling communists they can't rally in your parking lot and, and telling people who actually support you and want you to continue to do business. And we're just going to gather and leave. No, we don't want you there. I said, okay. I said, no problem. I said, I think you're disgraceful. I said, you're a disgrace. Your mall's a disgrace. This is probably the reason why people die in your facility. I told this to the guy. I said, people get shot in your facility because you refuse to take a stand on anything. I said, so we will not be there. And, and I will let everyone know why we will not be there. Because when I change it, I'm going to have to let everyone know why. Yeah. So I, very clever. I said, hey. Uh, Green, Green Acres Mall and it's had a discussion we have to change the location of the start you know the, the, draw your own conclusions and then it, and then, and then it li- literally I don't know maybe half hour to an hour after that there was a boycott the Green Acres Mall group that was started on Facebook by I don't know who and it was like thousands of people in look there. at this what you got going on I said look at this look at this power I said okay that you have created you know all I, because you're a patriot I, I said fine now I have a question for you so now you basically was that one, two, you three rallies it's in. Three rallies in. You three rallies in. Each time you're seeing more and more patriots come out. You're seeing people love it. You then you know you went over to the Denison Building to support the blue. At that time, was there any doubt in your mind that Donald Trump was not going to get reelected? No, no, zero. There was no doubt. When I went to that rally that you created over at the AMC mm-hmm. in Northport. I was there with my girlfriend, and we looked at each other and we said, "There is no, there's no way he's gonna lose. Way, no way that he's losing. I've never seen anything like this for any president. Nobody, no one, nobody. There was no doubt in my mind that he was gonna win the election. None. And we had actually at that point going into Montauk, I had because we were doing everything in Suffolk County, so I was getting a lot of Nassau residents saying, "Hey, what about us?" So I didn't forget about you. Don't worry. October 25th, we're going to do something. I Because w- I already had Montauk planned for the 18th. That was the Green Acres. Right. Oh, no. October 25th was going to be Eisenhower Park. Montauk was supposed to start at Green Acres, go to uh, Montauk on the 18th. So I told them, don't worry. I'm not forgetting about you. Know, I had this group of people messaging me from Belmore. You know, the, and they're like, you know, there's a group of us, the train station. We're out every day. We would love it if you guys can come by. Oh, sure. I'll come by. I said, but I'm not just going to tell people to show up there. We're going to meet at the Seaford train station and caravan there. And we'll bring it all past your crew and we'll, we'll make it a thing. Belmore is the spot now. And it's always been the spot after that. It was big. Every Thursday, they knew the loud majority was going to be with the Belmore Patriots down at Belmore train station. And, and then thousands of people would show up at Belmore. I had a radio host, Andrew Wilkow, Sirius XM Channel 125, from Belmore. And, and back around when the new year was, around September, know, December 29th, something like that, Somebody from our group called his show and says, I'm a member of the Long Island Loud Majority, and she told me what was going on. I messaged, I tweeted at him 
I said, Andrew, you know, I, thank you so much for talking about Long Island. And he says, I'm from Long Island. And I went, yeah, I know you're from Belmore. Speaking of which, here's what we did at the train station before the election. The whole run of just Trump flags, he was like, whoa. You know, tweeted back, that's impressive. Wow, Belmore Avenue, Bedford Avenue, the whole nine. So we were doing all these little events during the middle of the week, every Thursday at Belmore to keep the energy going and keep pushing Montauk. So we're pushing this rally from Montauk. We changed the location from uh, Green Acres Mall to Seaford train station. It's got a big parking lot, LIRR, public. So we have that. And... The response is now it's it's eclipsed Greenport in like four days. I'm like, this is going to be massive. Again, under underselling, discounting how much I thought was going to happen. I had another woman. Her name is Kelly. She reached out to me going, I want to run a, a lot out in Patchogue if they don't want to come all the way to Seaford and we'll get you. I said, no problem. She goes, we're going to start the party city in Patchogue. It's a big parking lot. You know, and I took her. Where, I said, no problem. You could do it. You, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, I'll let you know where we're at. Get everyone going. So it starts to blow up. It starts to blow up. I'm doing live streams, getting everyone prepped, letting everyone know what's going on. That was also another food drive. We decided, you know, if we're going to do these rallies, might as well. If everyone's going to come there, everyone brings one can of food. We have a huge donation. Yes. Right? So we're doing all that. So Where were were you sending the donations to? Lighthouse Mission in Bellport. It's great. Yeah. Uh, they they accepted it no problem it was it was awesome so it's a homeless shelter there it's uh yeah they they service several homeless it's you know people who needed food got food yeah that's that and that's all I wanted to know right so uh, Kelly's telling me she's running a lot she's running a lot I looked maybe two days three days before the rally was gonna go and I called her and I said Kelly I think that lot's too small she goes what do you mean it's huge I said I have the same problem. I stand in a parking lot. I think the lot is big. I look on Google Maps. I see it only holds 100 vehicles. It's not big enough. No way. It's not big enough. I said, so you're going to have overflow. Just letting you know, that's going to happen. All right, no problem. We'll park them on the surface road on the shoulders. No problem. I say, if you got it, you got it. I'm not going to step on your toes. You have it all coordinated. You just do Meanwhile, your, you're like, listen, you're going to need, you should have But a you're going to need lot. more space. Yeah. Not the different lot because you're just going to need more space. You know, park people down the side streets, all this. So I'm getting calls. And, you know, she's like, oh, my God, it's crazy out here. So we're driving down Sunrise Highway. Love it. I love it. And we're getting close to where her lot is. And I start seeing flags. But we're about a mile away from her lot. And I'm like, "You got this is not the Patchog crew. And we've already seen people lining overpasses and lining the sides of the road and jumping in on our way out there. I'm like, there's no way this is the whole Patchog crew. And when the flags just don't stop. And then we get to that party city lot. And it's just, I mean, you can't see. The service road was basically shut down. There was cars everywhere. And I'm like, this is way, way bigger than I thought. So we finally get out to Montauk, and um, a guy who was, we used to, you know, uh, his name's Brian, he set up a plane to fly over it with a banner that says Long Island Loud Majority. Oh, really? Oh, flew over the lighthouse. Oh, it's Great best. picture. Um, and we get out to Montauk, and I have somebody come up to me and goes, hey, you know, I have a, a friend who, you know, stood on the overpass and counted and I went, why would he do that? Oh, I can't wait to hear and this. And he goes, there. he goes, oh, he's just like that. You know, he just likes to do that. And I'm like, okay. So he goes, he counted 9,000 cars. And I went, 9,000 cars. I said to him, all right, that's great. Maybe he got a few mixed in. I really don't think we had 9,000. That's a, that's a number. You know what I mean? That's a, whoa. So we started running math, <clears throat> me and uh, friend Brian. And we're like, you know, if each car is, you know, X amount of feet long, and this is how long it went. Long story short, we figured out that it would have stretched around 50-something miles if that was the number. Well, we were in at exit 62 in West Hampton, and Kevin was in my truck, got a call from his mother saying the last car just left Babylon Town Hall. We're in West Hampton. And I'm like, well, wow, you got the call from your mom. 
you know, that's around 50-something miles or whatever, whatever the case may be. And and we, we figured out that that would have been 50 miles single file, but there were points where we were double filed, right? So, like, these, these numbers make sense. It might have been 9,000. The official count that we got from a police drone in Southampton, and some people have turned around at this point, but the official count that we got from a police drone in Southampton, 10,461 cars went to Montauk that day. At least. It took people hours, six hours, seven. This older woman who came, she came to Montauk. She, I was coming up from the lighthouse after flying the drone and doing all this stuff. And she's like, I just got here. And I was like, what do you mean you just got here? We're leaving. She's like, I had to make it to the end. You know, I went to church and I jumped in and I found you guys and I had to make it to the end. Kilmeade was talking about this a couple weeks ago and I was coming the other way and saw these 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 flags going out to Montauk. So that, that just knowing that there was 10,000 vehicles involved and that these weren't all people who showed up solo. So I'm thinking, okay, two people, three people, four people, most of the cases, four or five people per car. I said, all right, let's figure it's... Let's figure it's two to three people per vehicle. And that might be estimating low, right? That means there was anywhere from 20,000 to 30,000 people involved on a drive from Seaford to Montauk. And when you look at the president's rallies, and he's putting in crowds of 20 to 30,000 people, but he's the president. He's Donald Trump. We didn't have Trump. We just had a bunch of people who love Trump. Who love Trump, who wants to be a patriot, yeah. who loves this country. We were drawing the same numbers as the president without booking the president. Think about this, though, <laughs> too, now. You had, you so you went from, if you want some water there, too, that's yours. You had, so that. you went from 50 people, 50 cars that you were trying to do that the was first my goal. time. Your goal. 50 cars, yeah. which... Is a lot to me. If it's somebody says, mile. hey, listen, you're going to get 50 people come to, you know, to, to drive in a row, 50 yeah. cars, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. To over 11,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love it. Well, Eisenhower <laughs> Park was the next week. We had put that one out October 25th because we, we uh, that was my promise to Nassau County. Even though we had hit Belmore a few times, my promise to Nassau County is we'll do a big one October 25th. So we start in Farmingdale, Airport Plaza. Another movie theater. I loved movie theaters at that time because they're all closed. Yep. No one can get upset. I'm not disturbing your business. You don't have a business right now, unfortunately, because yeah. of the pandemic. So uh, we get this. I look at the lot. Lot looks great. Everything's good. We had Fox and Friends booked for the morning. They came in, did an interview from the parking lot. Okay. Uh, and we had that entire movie theater it's lot. absolutely fantastic. I the, love it. That, that whole movie theater lot was full. As was all of Home Depot and Stu Leonard's and Bed Bath and Beyond. Like we filled. Have you been to Airport Plaza? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking that about. Lot. There, they had the nice pizza place in the corner there. Yeah. Oops. They. Well, I mean, they, they were upset. I, I don't think they were upset, but like, I mean, people were eating, but like, it was hell getting out of that lot. Yeah, to of get course. on Hempstead Turnpike to imagine. get down to Eisenhower. Ninety percent of that entire space, not just the movie theater, ninety percent of that whole whole Airport Plaza. Was us? That's <laughs> amazing. It. Yeah, and 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 that was a fifteen thousand car event. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, that was our biggest one. That's unbelievable. And then a week after that, or six days after that, was Halloween. Let's do something with the kids. Let's do Halloween. So Saturday we start at the Ronkonkoma train station. I said we're going down West Babylon. Oh, there's a nice empty lot down there. And we start. I, I overslept that day. You overslept for your own rally. Son of a. Because I wasn't sleeping all week. And I got there a little late. Everyone's like, hey, look who finally showed up. I said, all right, cool. So we leave Ronkonkoma. We're going to West Babylon. And we got there again. When we, we hit the lot in West Babylon, people were still leaving Ronkonkoma. The, the streets were lined on both sides. People, flags. The cops were like, you're parked in the wrong lot. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? 
there's like thousands of cars. Oops, I'm sorry, Bed Bath and Beyond. What am I supposed yeah, to do? They're, they're like, they're like, that. <laughs> you know. No, I, so I, it I, was, it was a, it was so special, and and it's like when you, I look back at the pictures, the magnitude of these events, the amount of people who came out, and knowing that these people still exist. They may not be energized to take action right now. It's not an election year, and but they're there. We found them. Yeah. No absolutely. matter what we did at any point in time, we found them. I got to tell you, man, I, I really, you know, hearing this story, and I don't know how, if a lot of people really know the background of what you're saying here, but seeing what you've done and how this thing progressed, again, I still can't believe that this man lost. Now, I want to talk to you about that in a second here. I just want to take a quick commercial break for our, our show, which brought to you by the America First Warehouse here. And um, after the commercial, we'll come back. We'll. Uh, We'll talk some more about it. Okay. Hi, it's Joe Cozo, and I'm at the America First Warehouse, where, as you can see, America always comes first. We have an event coming up on May 15th. Let's head over to Joe the Box so he can tell us all about it. Joe the Box. Talk about patriotism. Talk about America First. You have a huge event coming up on May 15th. Tell us about it. America First Warehouse is hosting the Biker Rally on Saturday. We're going to barbecue pigs. We're going to play some music. We're going to celebrate freedom American way, like we always have. May 15th is our date. We're going to ride for truth, justice, and the American way. So May 15th, what time should people arrive? Bikes are going to arrive at 11 o'clock. Mickey Bancroft, Father Mickey, will bless these bikes before we take a short ride for about an hour back to this place where the band will be playing, the pigs are gonna be roasting, grilling villain, patio pizza, all of them. Oh, I love it, I love it. You have America first oozing out of this place. There's nothing better. Thank you, Joe the Box. You are the man, Joe Cozo. All right, so we're back here. I'm with the I got to tell you, uh, probably one of the best patriots I've ever met in person. My man, it's Sean Faresh, right? Farish, yeah. Farish, yep. right? I love it. Long Island, uh, loud majority. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about now, you said all these rallies and everything, and everything that you've done up to this point. What did you do on election night? What was the, did you guys, did the Long Island majority have a, you know, a party? Did you guys all get together? Were you... You know, just talk to me about the events leading up to that night. Yeah, we kept it low-key on election night. We had a rally at Belmore train station just to kind of show our final burst of support. Uh, and then a bunch of us went to a, a very good friend of ours' house. Um, they've been involved since day one. I don't know if you've seen the rally. You've been there. You've ever seen that big old bus we got, that, that huge bus is our freedom book on it? It's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I saw that one. Yeah, he's he, well. He drives the bus. It's, it's a social media platform that he's got. It's called Our Freedom. It's an it's a it's an uh, an alternative to Facebook. What is it called? Ourfreedombook.com. Maybe you could pull that up. Ourfreedombook.com. Yeah, Go that's ahead. uh, that's that's Dave and Casey Lipsky, and they uh, put that together, and they were involved literally day one, the first day that my event was live on Facebook. I got a message from this guy going, "Hey, I have a bus that I'm bringing to your rally." 
What do you mean you have a bus? I look at this bus. It's got flags on it. It's patriotic. It's great. This is they, election night. No, no. This is back. September 6th was when I first met this gentleman. Oh, Dave, okay. Okay. I got you. Right. But at election night, we were with Dave and his, his wife and his whole family. And we had a few of our, our, our crew, close people, just keeping it low key. We didn't want to go nuts. We wanted to enjoy ourselves and kind of that. Yes, our freedom book's great. No censorship. We know the owner. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he is a character. This man, Dave, who put this together, has just been down in Mar-a-Lago. You know, draw your own conclusions. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Do you have a picture? Can you see if you get the picture of the bus? If there's uh, any photos or anything like that. I'm not sure if he's going to have a picture of the bus on here, but no, maybe not. But anyone who's what's it, his name? Give him a quick plug. Uh, that's Dave Lipsky. It's just ourfreedombook.com. The best thing to do if you wanted to see it's ourfreedommediagroup.com. He's actually got um, all the platforms. Kind of the alternative is a little parallel universe over here right it's our freedom if you get kicked off facebook you go to this platform you'll never get censored oh, like he's great. just free oh, so speech. He's starting his own social media social media he's got a social media conglomerate oh i love it he's got that our freedom bits.com which is exactly like twitter he's got uh knickknack which is a competitor of tiktok he's got uh freedom Graham, which is a, a competitor to instagram i can't wait to play some of your tiktoks by the way oh, i gotta yeah. tell you i gotta tell you i'm really interested in your the, TikTok. The big one. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Our freedom. Our freedom. Mg.com. I'm sorry. Um, the the big one that he's got now that's really going to take take hold is he's actually because uh, you know Patreon and uh, and GoFundMe they don't like conservatives. Yeah, I could tell. You know? oh, and yeah. so what his big thing is this big thing is it's not about we favor conservatives over liberals. Dave has always said it's about having a level playing field. It's about, that's the future of free speech. It's right there. The future of free speech online is right there. You see all this on the bottom? Freedom Search. It's like, a, it's like Bing. Uh, freedom Bits. Knickknack. Freedom Funding. That's one. Freedom Tube. It's like YouTube. Freedom Book. It, this is all about preserving free speech. This is all about preserving the level playing field that we're all supposed to operate. Everyone has the right to free speech. So whether you're a liberal or you're a conservative, it's not about favoring one side or the other. Okay, it's, it's about, about the Constitution of the United States. Level playing yes, field. It's, That's the future of free speech, right there. I mean, and this is like new. Okay, it's like it's not been around that long. He put this together because his wife was censored on Facebook, and she flipped out. And oh, we got to get a lawyer. We got. He's like, you know what? I'll do you one better. We'll just build our own site. Oh, it's unbelievable. I love Guy it. runs it in his own servers. I mean, I've seen it. So he can't have anybody censor him. He can't he anybody is, shut him down let me like just how say, with Parler. Let me, this man is uncancelable. I love it. He's uncancelable. Well, that's how you got to do it. That's they are how, uncancelable. That, that's how you have to be. And I, this, I mean, if you ever had a chance to just like meet him, you'll never forget. Is the he guy. on? Is he in New York? Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe then we could get him on the show sometime. He. Oh, you would. He'll be the best interview you've ever had. He's such a character. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait, <laughs> to, I can't wait to see him. He's a real fun dude. I want to get back now to the election, though. Yeah. Because here you are. You put a lot of work into this now, right? Yeah. One of the reasons why you put so much work into it is because you want Donald Trump to get reelected. Yes. I know that's what part of me. When I talk about Donald Trump, I talk about conservatism. I talk about, you know, politics all day long on every one of my shows because of the America First agenda. So here we are, November 3rd. Right? Mm -hmm. You think you had it in the bag? I, I didn't think we necessarily had it in the bag. I thought we were going to win. I didn't think it was like, you know, like lockdown. Why? Shot. Why not, though? Because because you told me before, though, when you were doing the rallies. I didn't have a doubt. Had. Right. But you never know. You know what I mean? Like, you could be watching. Uh, um, 
Who was it? Well, here, the perfect example is For, Trump beating Hillary. Right. But even better, college basketball, right? UMBC beat, I think it was Virginia. Yes. Right? 18 or it was a 16 seed and a one seed. Never happened before. But you still have to play the game. Yes. You right? have to go through it all. You got to play the game. And Virginia lost that day. UMBC beat them as a 16 seed. So everybody could sit there. It's kind of funny. It's like GameStop. Remember when GameStop went crazy? You're crazy. And all the, the guys are shorting it, shorting it, shorting it, thinking it's money in the bank. Next thing you know, it tumbles. It, their money's not in the bank anymore. <laughs> yeah, I right? know. So, you know, it, it can happen. You still have to play the game. So I didn't think it was a lock, lock, lock. I thought we were going to win. And, you know, I was up till 4, four in the morning. And I'm like, ah, Wisconsin looks great. Michigan looks great. Arizona. PA looks great. Georgia looks yeah. great. Arizona doesn't look great. It was, but I said, doesn't matter. We need Arizona. L- Joe, when I tell you, I woke up three hours later, okay, and I was like, what the hell happened? It was like getting blind. The hangover was the least of my worries at that point. Absolutely. I was like, so you went to bed thinking, we got this. I went to bed and I messaged several people like, yo, we got it. It's good. Actually, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> right? We did it. Right. Because everything that you've done to that point to get people to come out, to be a patriot, to go out and vote, to make sure that we keep Trump, you know, 2020, you know, Trump 2020, keep it going. Everything right there was for that. We did it. Man, we did I it. thought we did it. And then all of a sudden we found out that there were shenanigans and the, you know ballots showing up everywhere and you know were they legal was there an issue with the voting machines you know what's did, your you take know? on that so all right so it's it, it's funny because th- this sometimes call, it gets me in a little trouble with with folks on our own side i i don't so sydney powell kraken the kraken still waiting for it can't believe it didn't come all right she said to she had me sold I was sold. Sold because on you know her. why? Because when when General Flynn was finally, you know, basically got off. Exactly. Right? When she uncovered all of the setups, I, I was like, Sidney Powell's the best lawyer in the world ever. I don't care. Alan Dershowitz got OJ off. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Right? Like like Sidney Powell did it. It was Freedom Day. That was the same day that Shelley Luther was released from the Texas jail. She was the Dallas salon owner who was jailed for. Opening a salon. Doing without, haircuts. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Right? So, and I told Shelly that when I met her in Connecticut. But Black Lives Matter, any of them, they no. burning down cities They're and burning do down uh, uh, buildings. Taking the city. And then you have the vice president right now putting out, at that time, a senator, a U.S. senator, yeah. putting out a bail a fund, fund right. to bail these people out. Of course. But yet, she wants to cut hair right. and she Can't goes to jail. Goes to jail. So, I remember telling her that in, in Connecticut on June 6th, you know, D-Day. 2020 saying i said shelly you know i really look up to you i said you know you are a hero and she's like no i'm not i said no you have to understand you got up and said i'm not closing my business down you went to jail right you knew you were going to jail and she's like yeah i said you're a hero like you you knew what was going to happen nobody wants to go to jail yeah no way nobody does things knowing if i do this i'm going to go to jail and follows through but you were jailed for unless you're somebody like Martin Luther King or Shelley Luther or Shelley Luther. So 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 it's a perfect example. Martin Luther King is great. So you know, I said, and you were released. She goes, "Yep, the same day, Flynn." And I said, I, I was on my treadmill running up an incline, and I saw the news pop up that Flynn was getting released, and then I saw the news pop up that you were getting released, and like I yelled so loud that I lost my breath and had to stop. It's a good day. It was a great day. It's a good day. So I was like, Sydney Powell, she's got the Kraken. 
It's oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. telling people Dominion is the smoking gun. I was so Smartmatic. sold. And then she comes out and says, what, a couple months ago that no reasonable person would have believed her? And I was like, what did you do? That's, you know, here's the thing. That's lawyer talk. Because she has to do that. She's getting sued by billions yeah, of dollars. Defamation. That's so, a, she's covering herself. So she's yeah. making sure that she can get a wiggle wee way out of whatever it is. Right. The thing is, is why say all that? Right. And then come up with absolutely nothing. 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 Lynn Wood. I love Lynn Same Wood. Same thing. I love the guy. Yeah. Right? But where is the proof? Where are you coming? You know, you have this guy. I mean, I don't know how much you believe in. Uh, Mike Lindell. I was just about. I was, he was. I was just about to talk about that. He's he's suing them back. Yeah, he's suing them back. Yeah. He act. They actually said to him, "Hey, listen, we'll drop the lawsuit if you apologize to us in public and say that we had nothing to do with any type of fraud." And he said, "You know what? Go screw yourself. I'm right. not doing right. it." Right. Well, I, I want to see know what he got. But you know who did say it? You know who did apologize? Newsmax. Yeah. Newsmax caved in. Yep. How do you do that? You can't do that. But but here's the thing though too is is where. Is the proof now? He he came out with two videos, proof or something, and then absolute yeah. proof. Yeah. And now he's having one more video. Yeah. But the thing is, is you can't even watch it because there's nowhere. That, right. That you, you can't put it on YouTube. It's not on you know on you know Twitter or Facebook or anything like that because they're all shutting him down. I love the guy. I do too. But I, I have just him, I sleep that, on my pillow. But I you you have a my pillow? Oh, yeah. It's is fantastic. it good? Oh my god. Is it? Oh my god. Really? Oh my god. I gotta get one. Oh yeah, you gotta get one. Have to. Is it really a good pillow? It's a great pillow. All right, let me get you a pillow. You're gonna tell us how it, it is. It is. I gotta tell you, it's it's a great pillow. All right. So so the, my my point is is this: if you you know, I don't mind hearing about it if it makes sense sure. and you could actually prove something like linear, draw lines, connect the dots, like Maricopa this, County, like. You got to have something here. No more BS. Right. Well, they're actually doing the audit, and I think they're going to find stuff. Now, uh, when I talk about election fraud, and I talk about the whole, uh, you know, was it stolen? I believe it was stolen. Okay, but not necessarily through, look, maybe Dominion played a role. Maybe they didn't. Very big news came out of Antrim County, Michigan, which is where the whole Dominion story started, where the 6,000 votes switched or something, where... There is some sort of thing called an undervote, and votes are winding up over. There's a whole document, and it's out there, conservativetrials.com. They had it up there yesterday. It's everywhere. Trump even released a statement about it, okay? Um, when you look at Dominion, maybe it played a role, maybe it didn't. My point to everyone, stop focusing on the voting machines where we don't necessarily know that there were issues, and focus on what we know happened, and that was cheat by mail. They cheated with mail-in ballots. Period. They changed the game. End of story. They changed it right because we of COVID. We don't need to focus on Dominion. You focus on the fact that Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Arizona changed election laws unconstitutionally to allow the mass mail-in or they, they, they sent ballots everywhere. They sent ballots to oh, dog saw that houses. Guy, you saw that guy that had that um, FedEx truck from, I believe it was... Beth Page. Uh, Beth Page uh, to we Pennsylvania. Rallied, we rallied outside the Beth Page Postal, sir, Postal Post Office Distribution Center. We were on Steve Bannon twice that day. Because of that, Jesse Morgan was his name. He drove a trailer from Beth Page to Harrisburg with Pennsylvania ballots in New York. What are Why are ballots why? crossing state lines? I don't understand. Nobody has answered the question. And shame on the FBI... The Melville Field Office in particular, who 
instead of investigating why Pennsylvania ballots were being trucked across state lines, went after Jesse Morgan and said, why are you talking? Because it's wrong. Yes. He took a trailer to Harrisburg. The trailer disappeared. Who took it? Nobody knows. We stopped asking the question, right? So I, I, I look at it and say, it's not about dominion. If you want to talk about a stolen election, they stole it in the mail. I think, though, I, I agree with you. I agree with the mail. They didn't need Dominion. They could have done it with the mail without but, Dominion. But they wouldn't have done anything. It wouldn't have gotten overturned if because the laws changed. Even though they did it unconstitutional, right. they're not going to overturn an election based on that because Correct. they did go through the court system. Right. So, right. The so courts, and then, but then the Supreme Court doesn't want to hear it. But these court systems and the and 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 these election boards in these states, they don't have the constitutional authority to do these things. I agree. And like you said, though, the only way to hold them accountable is in the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. And that was upsetting. Well, it's not even that it was upsetting. It was actually a disgrace. It was. Because you have Donald Trump, who went to bat for a lot of those justices, three of those justices, and two of them actually said, you know what, we don't want to hear it. They're the ones who voted against it. If you would have had, I think it was Comey and Kavanaugh, both of them went against Trump and wanted to re, you know, Reinvestigate exactly what happened here, or relitigate exactly what happened here. But I, but the other part that I wanted to bring up is, I do think something happened with Dominion, with Smartmatic, possible, and I think China had a lot to do with it. It's very possible because there's no way that you saw a dump like that. They couldn't count that many. There was no way that there was manually being counted. Right. That all of a sudden, and then that's what the guy from Mike Liddell does on the My Pillow things. You see the chart and you see how all of a sudden, overnight, like you said, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a hundred thousand. Well, you well, saw the graph. Yeah. The, right? I say this counting votes is purely stats. It's statistical by nature. Vote for Biden, vote for Jorgensen, vote for Trump. And you're compiling, you know, and it turns into a statistical process, percentages and all the things. How, if your system is relying on stats, how are we ad admitting openly statistical impossibilities? You will never have 147,000 ballots, okay, random, not... And everyone, everyone, ninety six, ninety seven percent go to one candidate. No, it's un, it's not, not one for Jorgensen. No, what? I know. And everyone's no, 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 no. Could you imagine if that had happened the other way? But you got to remember what we're dealing up against. See, you have the left wing media. It's just an extension of the Democratic Party. Oh, they're propaganda. So, propaganda machine. Here's the other thing too, though. I would like now. I, I think Biden's the president. That's it. You can't overturn it. You you're can't not going to do it. So it's not anything gonna that Mike Lindell's trying to do or to crack in or whatever, let's put those resources into the Republican Party and let's win back the House. Let's start doing things that way and start focusing on 2022 and then 2024. Now, do you think that he's going to run in 2024? I do. Now, what about the whole Long Island majority thing? How would you guys approach that? Do you guys are you guys talking about stuff like that or talking about maybe the 2022 you know elections cuz those are big too. If we could get back the house, we could start doing things and start blocking what Biden's trying to do here and overturn this country. Correct. So, a couple things I wanted to just say one thing about the Supreme Court and and one thing that I never want to happen is, okay, if you appointed Amy Coney Barrett and Judge Kavanaugh and, and, and Neil Gorsuch, you know, if you appointed these folks to the Supreme Court, I don't want a Supreme Court justice to ever feel like they're indebted to any political figure, right? Whether they were appointed by them or not, they are indebted 
to preserving the Constitution. That is their role. And whether or not it was Trump that appointed them or Joe Schmo, okay, when you have election laws that are changed unconstitutionally, their duty is to preserve and uphold the Constitution. So regardless of Trump, Biden, or whoever the hell it is, the Supreme Court's job is to uphold the Constitution, and they punted. Yes. And they didn't punt on fourth down. They punted on second down. They well, said, you know you what? Think? But here's the thing, though. See, I know it's what you're John saying. It's John Roberts. He's, oh, there's oh, riots. Yeah. Oh, no. There's riots. We can't do this. There's riots. You're afraid? You can't be afraid but, to but uphold John the Constitution. But John Roberts is really just, you know, I know there's a lot of politi- you know, politicizing going on behind yeah. the scenes, and there's a lot of lobbying going back with the justices. I'm sure that's taking yeah, place. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't do this. Say this. And everybody's right. trying to right. get them on their side. But like you said, the fact that these are constitutional issues. And then the fact, I'm sorry, everybody's human nature here. This guy, Donald Trump, went to bat for you right. and these Democrats tried to ruin your life. Correct. Right, yeah, right? Kavanaugh. Tried, yeah, Kavanaugh. Oh and also came, uh, Barrett with, yeah. with her kids and everything. Oh, yeah. My thing is, is forget about even then it's just because of Trump and he had your back that you should least look into it, right? Not saying that you have to rule in favor of it. But again, just like you said, just take the case. It's the Constitution. They didn't even take the case. They didn't even take it. They didn't take it. It's they, like un- I said, they punted on second down. And now what you have them trying to do, the Democrats, and trying to pack the court, and now they're trying to get oh. Justice Breyer to retire so they can get somebody even more progressive. Oh. It's unbelievable it's what disgusting. is happening here. So 22, you say going forward. Yes. Right? So our our group right now, we're focusing on some hyper-local issues because those are really the only issues that are, that, that are like critical race theory in the schools, number one. Uh, we've got a form letter that's going to be up later today uh, that any parent in any school district can send to their board of education that's going to address what's called the diversity, equity, and inclusion framework that's been put forth by New York State. The state's imposing its will on all the public schools in the state to to implement these various different policies in the diversity, equity, and inclusion framework. If you read the actual diversity, equity, and inclusion framework, it is critical race theory. It's not called that. So their biggest thing is, well, it's not called that. Yeah, but it's it's the same rhetoric. The substance. It's the same rhetoric, same yeah. language, it's the same concepts, same ideas, same philosophies. So we're focused there. We how do win- people get this this thing? How do they? How That's do- going to be uploaded later, like today, or but, today on this May 11th, and they can download it and sign it. But and where it. where do they like? Is there an address? Is it at your website? It's going to be on it? website officialalmajority.com. It's going to be on Facebook. We're going to literally. I could send personally send them documents. It's fine. We'll be able to you know email all that. It's going to be out in our newsletter. You can sign up officialalmajority.com newsletter. It will be up later today. Um, we're just doing some final tweaks and whatnot. We're working hand in hand with Curtis Sliwa's campaign for mayor in New York City. Oh, we this, want, is you, this is where you get all the shirts. That's it, the shirts. Yeah, Mac, make him, uh, make Andrew go away. <laughs> make Andrew go yep. away. It's yep. a great yep. line. Yep. Um, you know, so again, we're working with Sliwa, New York City. We want to see him take back the city. We just endorsed Vicky Palladino last night from Queens, uh, District 19, Whitestone. We want to see her get on the New York City Council, start taking back the city. It's going to take some time, but we got to start putting fighters in these places where fights need to be won. Curtis has always been a fighter. Are you doing anything for uh, Lee Zeldin? Of course. Of course. And we were so excited when we heard him run. He's our guy, Long Island. Yeah. Right? Uh, we want to help him as much as we can upstate, get the support up there. We want to help him break into the city. Um, we feel like if we can get Lisa, well, here's the thing. We feel like we get Curtis over the over the hump in 21. That means Lee Zeldin has, has it wide open now for the governor's race in 22. Because if you win the city with a Republican, he doesn't need to win the city. Zeldin needs about 30% of the vote in New York City and then upstate and Long Island to turn out. That's our job. 
I'll get people to turn out. We'll get people to turn out. I'm not concerned about I that. I love it. But let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make inroads and and start to start to cultivate New York City a little bit, right? Now, we let's say Curtis Lee wins New York City, all right? Curtis even if Curtis doesn't, I think he's going to, but let's say he doesn't, right? Let's say he doesn't, but he gets 40% of the vote. If we can get Lee Zeldin 40% of the vote in New York City, this is a landslide. Yes. Zeldin wins. Zeldin wins 22. You have now proven, okay, that a Republican can win a statewide election in the state of New York. Not just a congressional election, district by district. You're talking about the entire state has elected a Republican. If he can do that in 22, then whoever it is in 24 that's running, whether it's Trump or Ron DeSantis, and by the way, if it's not Trump and it's not Ron DeSantis, I I don't know if I'm really going to be excited. do Do you want that ticket? Yeah. That's the ticket. Well, I'll tell you right now. Here's I had a little... I mean, this is an outside-the-box thing. I don't know if this is what's going to happen. But let's say Zeldin wins in 22. Does Trump now change his address back to New York? That's a good question. You know why? Because now you have him in New York. That's a good question. A freshly red state. Back. It's where he's from. I'd love and to see DeSantis him And then DeSantis is the VP out of, out of Florida. But I got to tell you the truth, too, though. As much as I love New York, I've been in New York my whole life. You know, when you start getting older... And you're somebody like Donald Trump and you get the beautiful weather and you're in Mar-a-Lago and, and, and that. It's really probably difficult for him to say, you know what, let's go back to New York. I'm sure maybe he'll change his residence, but he's always going to be down south now, in my opinion, it's the, because of yeah. his age. Well, he's, he's leaving Mar-a-Lago uh, in a couple of weeks because they closed down for Memorial Day. They, they, closed that res- they closed that club for hurricane season. Oh, okay. So he's actually moving, not his residence, but his operation to uh, Bedminster, New Jersey. You know, to run it from Jersey because there's donors and whatnot that are going on over there. He also just endorsed Elise Stefanik to take over Liz Cheney's position. Elise Stefanik being a congresswoman from upstate New York. Another person that you can't see. This is what I'm talking about with the Republican Party. Bring up Liz Cheney. Right? Yeah. You bring up Liz Cheney. And, you know, what she was doing, I don't know if you read this. It was an article in the Washington Post. So she tried to put an op-ed in the Washington Post of all the former living uh, secretary of states. And to write and oppose to what Donald Trump is doing. It How do you no do sense. something like it that just when you're a Republican? If you don't like what he's doing, keep your mouth shut, right? Or retire. Or retire. But your days are over. Because here's the thing. You're just ruining the movement that we're trying to do. And the movement is America first. America first. That's it. You're against America first? What is that? That's why I, I always focus on, it's not about Trump. I mean, we want to talk about Trump, but just say America first. It's just, it, this is what the left does. It's funny. Black Lives Matter. The concept of black lives mattering, I 100% agree with. Of course. Everyone matters. That's why we say all lives matter. Remember when the Asian hate stopped? It was all of a sudden black lives matter, Asian lives matter. I said, you know what? We're getting really close to saying all lives matter, guys. Yeah. It's real easy. It's real easy. No, but you're never going to say that because you you would have to then encompass and include white people. Right, because everyone matters. That's never going to happen. Right. But when you look at the term black lives matter, the, the, the language... It's hard for someone to, to 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 take a stance against that because then it sounds like you You're don't racist. think that black lives matter, right? But you can say. I say, I agree with you conceptually that black lives matter because- All lives matter. Every life matters. All lives yeah. matter. Right. You know what's funny too is there was something you know that people just don't understand that- when they say all oh, whites are racist and the white, you know, um, the white supremacy and all of this, and this this country is systemi- systemically racist. 
when you look back at the Civil War, there was a thing called the Fugitive Slave Act. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even realize what that had and what that entailed. That was actually white people mm -hmm. who were not giving up black people back down to their slave owners down south. So you have the slaves, they would escape. They'd go up north. They tried to hide. And who's hiding them? White people. Right. Right? Right. Risking their lives. Actually risking their lives for them. But here's the thing. If those white people are doing that, then how are you going to consider them racist? It's, it's, how are you saying that the whole country at that time was racist? You had actually people who went to war you know and who risked was, their lives. You know who was racist at the time? Democrats. Thank you. Democrats, and they still are. 100%. They what they're are. doing to the black They're the ones who are still upset that they lost the Civil War. They're the ones who founded the KKK, and they're the ones who are still upset at Republicans, namely Abraham Lincoln, for taking away their slaves. Of course. The Democrats are still upset about this. And Nobody wants to say that, though. Then That's the problem with Republicans. They don't want to say that. But they, they have wanna... to come out there and say yeah. it. Ted Cruz needs to take the podium and say something but like they're that. they're afraid. Marco Rubio. They, they can't anymore. See, that's the thing. That's the difference. You have somebody like AOC who goes out there and she'll go on Instagram and she'll put the camera right to her face and she'll call out and whatever she feels like and she, she'll do whatever it is. With the border. With the border, said, with everything. She said, these are, this is not a surge at the border because these are not insurgents. Those words aren't related. They, they really, just yeah. sound the same. She's so so idiotic. Oh my God. But yet, he, but yet, you know what? It's like saying a groundhog and a wild hog are the same but thing. But this is hog. the thing. She is a she is a firebrander. She is someone who yeah. says what she wants to say and people get scared. Well and she's and she has a and she has a she has a a, a, a free ticket. She's carte blanche because she's a Democrat. She can say whatever she wants. And, well, oh she's, what a visionary. Yes. Visionary. Yeah I know. Oh my God. But Back to America first, because it's the best. It's our conservatives' way to throw it at the left, just like they throw Black Lives Matter at us. All I got to say to the left is, America first. Are they going to say no? You know, but here's the thing. They well, will they say do. no. But that's funny. I want them to say no. I know, but here's the thing. But I go, nobody wait. else is talking about right. it. You don't have CNN saying, why is it America first? Why are we not putting all the jobs fine. here? That's good. And here's the other thing, that's too. a good thing. What? What's a good thing? That they're not putting America first. Because it proves us right. All we got to do is go, look, we don't want to be proven right. We will, I, At the end of the day, we're all Americans. I need moderates, though, to see that what CNN says about us isn't right and what we see about CNN is right. I know, but what we need, though, is we need to get this country back to being unified in a certain way. It's never going. It was never 100% unity. There's always racism. And I'm sorry to say this. And this is another thing that Republicans won't say. Blacks are also racist. There's some blacks that are racist. There are racists in every ethnic category every. individually. It's yes. not a systemic issue. Racism is always going to exist. A hundred percent. There are going to be bad people, just like there, there are going to be bad cops. There are going to be bad teachers. There are going to be bad politicians. There are going to be bad... No, Everything. If there is a force of people composed of human beings... And human beings are inherently flawed individuals. Nobody is perfect. Then what you're dealing with is a force composed of imperfect beings, meaning that force is going to have flaws, whether it's a teacher's force, a police force, politics. So to expect to, to go, but then to see one bad cop or one bad politician or one bad teacher and just go, or one conservative who says a bad word, right? And say, all cops are bad. No. That's not how this works. No. You can't do that. And, and, and the best part is, I've actually had this conversation with a liberal. And I've said, okay, all cops are bad. 
So does that mean if I say all black people are criminals? How do you, because this person, you know, stole or this person robbed the bank. Does that give me the right to say it? I'm just going to use your standards. You found one cop that did an awful, awful thing. Okay. I found one, whatever the race may be or profession may be, that did an awful, awful thing. Does that mean everybody else who does that are bad? Does that, just because Barry Bonds used steroids, does that mean every baseball player is a cheater? Right? It's true. It's a good point. It's not. It, that's, that's, no, that's not how this world works. It's an individual. People make choices. Choices have consequences. consequences. 100%. And, and if you make a bad choice and it doesn't turn out positively for you or other people, you, you individually, will be held accountable. But I should not be held accountable for the actions of some wacko, right? Just because, uh, you know, again, not every Democrat is racist, but the Democrats that founded the KKK were Jim racist. Jim Crow laws, all Jim of Crow. It. And then about that, it's all Democrat. It's all Democrat. All Democrat. I know. And, it's th- and they tell you this thing, oh, the party switched. That's such nonsense. And no, people bought switch. into that. No, what the party has done is, is what they've done is instead of sl- enslaving them physically, they've done so now in regards to having them rely on them financially. Oh, yeah. I say this all, all time. the programs, all of the welfare checks, all of that. If you make too much money, you won't get it. That's all they're doing right now. And they're trying to do that now on a bigger level on the entire country right. by giving out all these stimulus well, checks. You got dogs. You have pets. Yeah. Right? I, I this is my this is this is my example. Okay? You have pets. You want to take you want to give your pet the best life. That's great. You have a dog, right? If all you do is feed that dog treats all the time. No dinner, no kibbles and bits or whatever it is that you use for for your dog, whatever right all you do is feed that dog treats he's gonna sit he's gonna give paw he's gonna roll over he's gonna play dead he's gonna get a treat that dog's gonna be fat lazy and useless it's true that dog's not gonna be able to help you the dog's not gonna be a good companion all that dog is gonna do is kiss your ass to get a treat all that dog is gonna do is come back and continue to do the same stunt to get a treat and that stunt right now with minorities in this country, specifically African-American voters, is voting. That's it. That's the stunt. And the treat is a government handout. But guess what? If all you're doing is living off of government handouts, you're not living the American dream. No. You're not, you're not going to be actually suffering. successful. You're suffering. And you are enslaved. Yes. You That's are what I said. enslaved. It's, it's, it's sharecropping. There's no way out of that system. You're afraid if you turn your back on government that you're not going to get money. I say this to every African American voter out there, maybe not even African Americans, anybody who thinks they need the government to live. Turn your back on it and trust yourself. Marcus Aurelius, one of my favorite philosophers, Stoic, he says, not to find it impossible because you find it hard, but that if it's humanly possible, you can do it too. I look at people, I go, you're a human, I'm a human, he's a human, Joe, you're a human, right? If he, if, if if a human being can do something, then every, human, every being. human being can do something. I know. If Martin Luther King can run then lead can lead a civil rights movement, so can anybody else. If 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 Frederick Douglass can escape slavery and become a, a, a teacher and a writer and a philosopher and a and a and a and a, and a, a man that we still look Any to other black insight, person can do it. Anybody can do it. Anybody you know, yeah. if, if if look, if Susan B. Anthony can take a stand and, and and, 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 and women gain the right to vote. I mean, any woman can do that. If it's humanly possible, you can do it too. Yes. You don't need the government. I agree with you. To do that. Now, I want to I want to switch gears here because we don't have that much more time, but I want to stop playing some of your TikTok videos. And, and people that don't know, you have a hidden talent. 
Yes. You have a hidden talent. It's not hidden as much anymore, but no, it's, it's, it's not. Hidden. You have over 50 something thousand followers yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, blew up a little bit. Yeah. So, first of all, when did you start your TikTok? Um, December. In December? Yeah. You started in December. Who who told you to do it? Like what 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 made you want to do a, a TikTok? A couple of friends with our group were like you should do TikTok. Your Trump voice is great. And I was like, I don't want to use TikTok. It's Chinese. It's that Give me thing. a little Trump. I think I might do it actually better that he does it if i get the chance to meet him i'll say listen mr president i do your voice better than you do your voice i just have to say and frankly it's not something that i think you should be upset with i think it's something that you should embrace and we could do a lot of good things together the greatest things we're going to do it and we're going to take our country back <laughs> it's it's really easy for me it's it's, re it's, it's really it, it's something that i I was talking to people. Is it the hands too? You got to do the hands too, right? Well, you got to get That's very the character, and yes. it gets you. It, it gets you the cadence and all that stuff. You know, this happened. It was so funny. I was at like a work function in in 2015, 2016, and we were bowling, and like someone had a nice shot, and I was like, "That was the greatest shot the world has ever seen." And they were like, "Wow, you sounded just like Trump." I was like, "You think so?" So I kept doing it that night, and then I just started listening to him and learning phrases. Wait, so you actually you're in your house, apartment, whatever it is that you have. You're getting clips from Trump, and you're practicing it. Well, I, I did because I, I listened to him. I a love lot. it though. I'm not. I'm yeah. not knocking it. No, no, I love no, yeah. it. That's how. Uh, that's how I learned how to do anybody's. You know, I mean, like I could do a mean Southern accent too, because it's like you you, you watch one NASCAR race, right? Where Daryl Waltrip was saying, you know, boogity boogity boogity, let's go racing, boys, right? And you get to say, oh, I could I could sound like that, so then I could just make other words sound like that. Let me hear a little Southern. Trump. Oh, it, it ain't it ain't too hard. I, I I spent my entire life down in Georgia. You know, I grew up in Savannah. There ain't too much to do but run shine up across the county lines. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not it, it's it's easy it's easy for me to do that. I always think of myself kind of like a parrot. How does a parrot do it? They hear the noise, they make the noise. Yes. It's very simple. What about Cuomo? You could do a Cuomo too. Andrew Cuomo's a little tougher because he has a weird accent. But I, like I said, I listen to a couple of the, of the things that he wants, and one of the phrases that. Um, that he says a lot was closing the schools. So I started saying, close down the schools. But then I said, I listened to him a few times and, you know, he, he'll come out and say, you know, this is not what New Yorkers want. He's so slow. This is not what New Yorkers wanted. We did not want to wear a mask everywhere we go. We did not want to have to close the schools. We want to reopen. We want to reopen the restaurants and the businesses, but we can't. We have to follow the science. It's, 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 it's not. See, he's tougher. Biden, no, I love it though. It's good. Biden, I was I was doing for a while, but I can only do him if I yell, you know. And that's 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 just too loud. Eric, play a couple of the TikToks. You got them? Let's see a couple of these. Yeah, I think I have like three of them pulled up here. Yeah, do the Cuomo one. Which Cuomo? You do Cuomo, and then you parlay it right into Trump. It's oh, the, that was the that was the one when I was out with the New York Young Republicans at dinner. There was Trump, Cuomo, and then Biden at the end. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't hear the Biden yet. Biden, I started screaming about. It. I got Harry Lake. That's great. This is it. Yeah. Oh, look at that face. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, Gavin. He was the one. Headless horse, but I've known him for a very long time. No head. He was born without it. And Sleepy Hollow. He's from Sleepy Hollow. The sleepiest hollow the world has ever seen. We're talking about a hollow that hasn't been awake. New Yorkers wanted. They did not want to hear about people dying in the nursing homes, but we blame the federal government. They did not do enough for the people of New York. <laughs> And they're not going to tear down the statue of Christopher Columbus. And we're going to close the schools. And if you want to play strip poker, you're my intern. 
You cannot take off your mask, but you can definitely take off your bra. I got hairy legs. I did. Oh, blonde in the sun. And the kids who still jump in the pool, rub my leg down, watch the hair come back up again. And then they jump on my lap. I was trying to learn about roaches. I gotta tell you, he did a great part in there too. Yeah, I was screaming in that bar. That the yeah, bar but was that like, was a good part in one. Is there another one that you got, Eric? Let's pull up that other one, the answering machine or the caller uh, caller oh, ID ringtone. Yeah, this is ringtone. this one went big. Yeah, fifty-seven thousand yeah. views. One take. One take. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it I took like me it. once, one time to do it. Let's see here. Your phone is ringing, and it's ringing in spectacular fashion. I just have to say, the greatest ring the world has ever seen. And on the other end of the phone, who's there? You look at the caller ID. We call it caller ID. And they say ID is racist. Caller ID. It could be a credit card scam, or it could be a car warranty, or it could be, on the other end of the phone, the greatest president the world has ever seen. So you might want to pick this one up and see who's there, believe me. I love it. Now, how do people follow you if they want to go on TikTok? What is your TikTok name? At Captain Deplorable. Captain Deplorable. And that's because of, and so funny, because TikTok has no idea about loud majority. They just know that here's this guy, he calls himself Captain Deplorable, and he's got a, you know, he does the Trump voice. But I wore the hat, the tricorn hat, and that's where the name came from, so I just applied that to TikTok, and it worked out pretty good. TikTok's fun. Uh, a lot of people told me they downloaded that, and that's their ringtone. Oh, I love uh, it. So, like, I, I, I'm just waiting for the day that I'm somewhere. And somebody's phone goes off, and that's what it is. Yeah, it'd be great. And then I go give that person a big hug. What about, uh, tell, tell us a little bit before we let you go here, you know, how if people sign up for the, you know, the Long Island Loud Majority, how do they do? They go on Facebook, they could join the group. All right, the best way to do it, the, our, our biggest following is on Facebook, okay? But Facebook is kind of one of those things where we could lose it at any second. Yes. So go ahead and go on Facebook, and you can look up Long Island Loud Majority. There's a public page. The group is LILM 2.0, because we were already shut down once, okay? Uh, but LILM 2.0, there's 22,000 people in that group right now. We had as much as 50,000 in the first group, neither here nor there. Uh, that's on Facebook. Um, the best way to stay in touch with what we're doing, officialallowmajority.com, sign up for the newsletter. Because if we lose this, you could still get we're still going to be on the newsletter. Again, ourfreedombook.com, we're on there. We got a group. We're never going to get kicked off of there. Okay, because the man who runs it has his own server, has been participating in our rallies since day one. Yes. Okay, and his wife and his awesome family. Um, what about I, what about Twitter? Twitter, yes, I, we're on Twitter at li loud majority. What about you though? At Sean S H A W N underscore F A R A S H. You can follow me on Twitter all you want. Twitter's fun. The airlines TikTok is going crazy on there. But I love, I love this new alternative to Twitter, the Freedom Bits, our freedombits.com. Same, same handle, Sean underscore Farris. We have a parlor, but parlor's down. Yeah. It's been down for a week. Uh, and our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Long Island Loud Majority. All one word. Um, Do you have anything coming up? We have the rally at Smithtown Schools. Uh, it's going to be at the Smithtown train station, May 16th. Uh, that is going to be uh, 1 p.m. Smithtown, LIRR, the rear parking lot. This is the rally to gin up enthusiasm and energy for the candidates running to uh, gain oversight power at Smithtown Central School District, obviously to put an end to the critical race theory. So we're doing that May 16th. May 30th is our 
big Memorial Day rally. We're doing a uh, we're going to do a caravan from Seaford train station to Bethpage State Park. Um, if you don't have your Empire Pass, it's going to be $8 to get into the park. If not, you have the Empire Pass, you go right in. Uh, Smithtown, I'm sorry, Seaford Train Station to Bethpage State Park. We're expecting a few special guests to come down there. Can't say who yet. We're also doing a really cool uh, project for our veterans, bringing household appliances, electronics, things like that, new in the that. box, so that we can actually take care of Americans first, America first. We're not going to sit there and give $15,000 to every undocumented worker in the United States. In, in, in New York, we're actually going to help the veterans who put their blood, sweat, and tears into protecting, preserving, and defending our country and those who lost brothers in arms, you know, fighting for us. We want to we want to give back to the vets. So we're putting together an awesome project that we're going to – it's going to culminate on the 30th. It's our Memorial Day rally, rain date the 29th, which is a Saturday. The, the rally we want to be on May 30th to Sunday. Uh, the time we will be at the Seaford train station – uh, at 10, we'll be leaving by 12. We will be getting to Bethpage State Park around 1, and then the rally will con- commence from there with any guests and speakers and, and whoever else may be coming down. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that you're a patriot. I love everything about it. I support it. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for putting in all this work. Thank you for you know getting people to come out, vote, and know that there's people like yourself who put America first. And and listen, there's, there's nothing better than that. I really do appreciate everything. There's a lot of us out there. There's even more out there than we know about. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, the, the more chatter we can make... You know, and the, and 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 the more noise that we can make, the further our message gets. A lot of it has to be organic. We can't rely on social media, but what we can do is we can break their algorithms by sharing, sharing, sharing everything everywhere. It's what it means to stay loud. It's what we say. You know, we we we're loud now. We were loud before the election, but it was about not just the election. It was about after that because there's a lot more work to do. So we have to stay loud. That's why I appreciate having the opportunity to come on your show. I appreciate it. You've got a great following on Facebook. Your page is awesome. This studio is sick, and Thank uh, you. and it, that. and it, and and it was a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up here, Eric. Thank you. We'll be back.